spins a web any size. Catches seeds just like flies. Look out! Here comes the Spider-Man. Hello and welcome to another episode of Amazing Spider-Man Classics. My name is John Wilson and this is the special one year anniversary episode of the show. With me is Joshua Bertoni. Hello! When he calls me Josh Bertoni, I feel 25 years old. And Donovan Grant. Oh yes, it's been one year and I feel... One year old. (laughs) Slightly older. I feel slightly fatter. But um, we are here with a very special episode of the show to talk about, you know, how we came to be, what we're doing here, why we're here, and then to take a special trip to the movies. Today on Amazing Spider-Man Classics, you will hear my, Josh's, and Don's opinions on Spider-Man 2002 as we do an in-movie commentary for you right here on this podcast. Oh, yes. Live, lewd, crude, and totally nude. Oh. Were we supposed to be naked for this? Because I I totally brought clothes. I show up naked to every episode regardless. I I haven't put them on yet, but I I have them with me. Leave them at the door. (laughs) Leave it at the door. Clothing optional for this episode of Amazing Spider-Man Classics, as it should be. Um, (laughs) Except for some of our underage listeners. If you're underage, listen to this show. Please wear clothing. <laughs> but now we've decided what to do with our clothing. Let's talk about this show. We just thought we'd kind of give you some behind-the-scenes information of how the show came to be, in case you've been curious about such things. And also just, um, crap, I don't have notes for this show. <laughs> you don't have notes for, you know, <laughs> for, for, for how we met. I can't talk off the top of my head. I have to have notes. I sound terrible when I talk off the top of my head. John Wilson was listening to a podcast about Spider-Man and reading his old Dicko issues with his parents as he was walking out of the comic store when all of a sudden Joe Chill came and shot his parents dead. <laughs> I think you've told that joke before. <laughs> I was about to say, John Wilson was like listening to a podcast with a picture of Josh. It's an omen. I should make a Spider-Man podcast with Bertoni. No, actually, the person who we have to thank for putting this dream team together is none other than Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson. Yeah, so I was uh, I was a big uh, fan of the From Crisis to Crisis Superman podcast, and I had started doing a co-host with Zach Henderson for Teenage Waste and Ultimate Spider-Man podcast whenever I wanted to do a classics. Well, not a, I wasn't using that word, but a podcast that covered like the old 1960s Spider-Man comics because. I love that era, and I always like to do things from a beginning standpoint. And so I asked around. I was vaguely getting to know some of the people in the comic book podcast community. I think I talked to Michael Bailey. I think I talked to Scott Gardner, trying to find out who out there might be interested in doing a Spider-Man podcast. And I was referred to Chris Johnson, who was formerly of the Amazing Spider-Cast that had a uh, well-famed run a couple years back. And he said that he loved the idea, would love to guest sometime, but would not actually be able to do it regularly. And he pointed me towards a man I had never met or heard of named Joshua Bertoni. Actually, I had heard of you at that point because you had written a rather scathing email to Teenage Wasteland. Scathing. I'm actually <laughs> looking for it in my Facebook right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's actually because of Nuff Said because when Nuff Said started, I emailed Chris asking if he wanted a co-host and uh, I sent in an audition tape. But 
I guess apparently it made him think, okay, well, this guy will talk about Silver Age Marvel stuff, so... Uh... I'm just imagining what that thing starts out with. It's like, dear John Wilson, what the hell is this? How could you possibly do this to me, Joyce Lane? If, yes, if, if you listeners can give me a, a minute or two, that might be edited out. I might be able to tell you. Let's see. Okay, Facebook browser's being slow, so we don't have the email today, folks. But yes, um, I heard, I knew of John Wilson from Teenage Wasteland, so I sent him an email. Uh, despite what he wants you to believe, there was positive stuff in there. I just said one thing about the show that I noticed, and uh, he said, God, this guy, I must earn his approval by doing a podcast with him. So, <laughs> by the way, here's, here's some deleted scenes of audition tapes of people that almost wound up on the show in our place. <laughs> Originally, Carrie Fisher read for the part of Josh Bertoni. Let's hear how that sounds. <laughs> I'm, Originally, I'm, uh, Billy D. Williams read for my part. <laughs> well, you got the race down, but nothing else. Science, <laughs> baby. Science, baby. Science. <laughs> We're looking for something a little more shoddy. You got to be like, science. <laughs> I was looking for the bathroom, and I was like, hey, you mean like, science? Yeah, that guy, Billy D, you're out of there. So one of the things we had before I started asking around about a co-host for this is I um, actually invited Brad to come and talk on my Teenage Wasteland show. And he didn't know me from Adam. He thought I was just some random guy asking to be on a show. And he turned me down, which made me very, very sad. Brad, you made me sad. But that's okay. I forgive you. I'm like going through the last year of my life here and the last year of classics. I feel like we're on a variety show. Okay, so March 8th is the beginning of your conversation with me, Josh. I sent you a Facebook message that said, Hey, Joshua, because I didn't know you were Josh. I'm looking for a partner for a podcast that will look at all the old classic Spidey books in order from the beginning. I'm thinking monthly, covering several books per episode. Because at this point, I had heard the Avengers Assemble podcast, and that's kind of how they do things in their first couple episodes there. They talked about several issues of Secret Invasion in a three-hour episode. Now that that could be our format, you know, we just, you know, pull a couple of two or three or four or five issues out and do them all in one go in one episode on a monthly basis. And uh, little did I know that we could spend almost two hours on one Steve Ditko issue of Spider-Man. I'm thinking monthly covering several books per episode. I know your life is busy, so you might not be able to. But if you or someone you know is interested in something like that. Could you or she or he let me know? I appreciate it. Oh, you were so hopeful for a she. (laughs) (laughs) But aren't all guys always hopeful for a she? I mean, that's just kind of the way we are. She. Okay, I found the message, and I'm looking when I wrote it. January 6th. Okay, so it wasn't that long after I started listening. Okay, (laughs) and now for the first time, except if you listen to Teenage Wasteland and you heard it there, (laughs) Joshua Lappin-Bertoni meets John Wilson. Loving the podcast. I've been listening since, quote-unquote, episode zero. Oh, I didn't give you a hard time about episode zero. After the first few, you guys have been improving week by week and seem to have found your groove. My only complaint is that sometimes you guys are way too influenced by From Crisis to Crisis. Your format, the way you discuss things, first appearance of Security Guard, the joke at the end, similar to Jeffrey Signoffs, and the Elsewhere in the Ultimate You seem like straight lifts from the podcast. Don't get me wrong. There are so many... There are only so many ways to do a comic book podcast without running into similarities. I only say something because the amount of similarities between you guys and FCTC is more than a few similarities. You guys are great. Keep doing what you're doing and develop your own segments and stuff. Loving you guys. And John's response is, and we'll have we'll have Don read it back in his John voice. <laughs> My John voice, huh? My John, he's right here. Hey, Joshua, thanks for the feedback. 
We're going to address it on a future episode, but I did want to write and say that we're aware of the similarities without trying to make them happen. We wanted to emulate FCTC's basic format, but just not be a copy. It's not an easy balance to find, but we're working on it. Thanks again, John. I'm all self-conscious in there because I realize exactly what you're saying. So, naturally, I thought, you know, uh, John John asked who else would be interested in doing this podcast, you know, getting the other person. So I thought, who better than, you know, one of my best podcasting buddies, you know, somebody who gets the issues, you know, no Spider-Man, you know, and, you know, just all around good person to podcast with. So, Zach Joyner. So I asked Dustin, and he couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I asked Don who. I, well, I was, I was. Um, that, I think that around that time I had just become regular on Clone Saga Chronicles, and um, I like. I, I'll freely admit this. I was honestly a little hesitant to start another show just because I felt it was a really long. It was like Star Trek, even like a five-year journey kind of thing, and I'd not met John before, so I was just. I wasn't like, oh, I don't want to do this. I was just like, oh, I'm not sure. Um, so like, when Josh agreed to be on it. And we we actually talked to John like on Voice about it, about what we had, we, we had ideas going. The feeling started to get a little better, and then we, we recorded the first episode, where the name of the podcast was actually decided like in the last possible second, which I think is in the bloopers. I think John's like, "What's this episode? What's this show called again?" <laughs> well, I was uh. I was saying it wrong whenever because. Yeah, I, I was I was really really nervous when we were doing that first episode because y'all y'all were new to me. I think. We'd only had like a five-minute conversation on Skype before we did that first recording, so I didn't really know either of you that well, and y'all didn't know me that well. And uh, I think Josh is actually the first person who started turning our humor to the dark side. But um, <laughs> I, I jumped on that bandwagon pretty quickly. I did find um, some earlier artifacts from before we started doing this because I had made some solo versions of this show before I knew before I had you know any co-hosts arranged i was recording version recording episodes and shopping myself out there to see if anybody wanted to do a show with me and yeah they were pretty terrible um really? I, no, I never knew that you did solo yeah i did i did i think six solo episodes and i don't think i have any of the episodes anymore except for the first one maybe because i sent it to my brother in gmail so i think it's still on gmail servers but um my golden age superman show that i do i don't know if it sounds like it, because I try not to let it sound like it, but those are really heavily scripted. I do not trust myself on a mic to just talk freely without knowing what I'm going to say. And so I, I make a lot of really detailed notes on the comics before I actually record a solo show. Uh, whenever I'm talking with people, it's a lot easier, but you sit there with a mic and a comic and you try to record something that sounds good, and I just, I just can't do it without a whole lot of really detailed guidance. But um, but now we have Josh has asked Donovan to be on there, and Donovan has tentatively agreed. And um, I do think that like we had no idea how humorous the show was going to be. I, th- I think we were just think- I, in my mind it was more of like a a straight look back podcast kind of. And then like we we ended up making fun of every issue. <laughs> I remember that I did. <laughs> I had no idea what kind of knowledge Josh had of Spider Man. I thought I knew a lot about Spider Man when I was talking to Josh in the first emails. I was like, oh, you know, I've read some '90s. I've read some of the early Ditko stuff, and I've read a lot of the because by that time I'd gotten pretty far in my read through up through the '70s, and so I thought I knew a lot of Spider Man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. You ever hear of a thing called Spider Jeopardy? <laughs> 
<laughs> I think if Josh Bertone had a dollar for every Spider-Man comic that he hasn't read, he might be able to buy a nice dinner. <laughs> for real. Like, like, like it, that's, that's how I felt when I first met him. We were talking about Batman. I was like, ah, oh, hey, hi, I'm, I'm a Batman guy. He was like, oh, really? And we just like... <laughs> As we puffed out our chests. I'm sorry, John. Let me introduce myself. I'm the person who stumped J.R. Fettinger. <laughs> As the shadow like grows and grows and grows. And I, uh, I was gonna call the show "Swinging Through the Rooftops," the Spider-Man podcast. I remember oh, that. Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh my god, it's it been we, a year. Didn't we talk about calling an amazing Spider-Cast at one point and like ask Chris for permission? Yes, we did talk about yeah. doing that. I felt really weird aping somebody else's name, but um, but Chris was really good about. Let's see, he's. <laughs> I asked him um, if he wanted to do the show. He said, "Sorry about replying so late. Thanks for the offer. I've got too much on my plate." I told him we're kicking around names. One of the names on the table is Amazing Spider-Man Podcast, but it strongly resembles the title of the show you used to do. We wouldn't want to step on your toes, so you have veto power if you don't like that name. And he's like, "Ooh, veto power, eh? Let me twirl my mustache for a moment." And he says, nah, just kidding. It sounds different enough from the name of my old show. So we were allowed to use it, but I think we just decided to go in a different direction. Now, originally, all like 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 the like the month's worth of issues, we were going to cover like five issues an episode. Five issues in an episode, one recording a month, and we sat yeah. down to do Amazing Fantasy 15 and talked for an hour and a half about 11 pages. Yeah. And uh, is that the, it was the next recording where we recorded like episodes two and three. Oh, we did we did one night. and two in that night, and then okay. we, we did uh, the third one the next night. Amazing Fantasy fifteen was one episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I almost left the show after the second episode. Did you? You knew this. Did I forget? Because he yeah. hated us so much. You did. Because I hated. No, because it was because <laughs> of time issues. Like I spent the first two podcasts taking notes for the issues that we were doing, like as we were covering the previous issues. And I said I can't, like you know, do this if I'm not being prepared. So I might have to leave the show. And then you said you'd be sad. And then uh, nothing ever came of it. Oh well. Did you leave? I don't remember that. Yeah, I never did. I left. Um, you guys were able to get me back at the end of season 10, Michael Rosenbaum style. That's some foreshadowing for the Smallville talk in the blooper section. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I remember, um, we had done, I think, I think we had done like up to issue three. And by that point we had gotten, uh, some feedback and, um, like our first feedback and John brought in his co-host from Teenage Wasteland, Zach. And our feedback was so incredibly popular, uh, like, like Josh likes to call it, like Brave and the Bold style, like different co-hosts each time, sparking our heads. So we we got a, uh, we got Mike Bailey, we got Brad Douglas, we got um, some fans like Stephen Lacey and uh, Jeffrey Taylor. Yes, Jeffrey Taylor. Um, Gerard Delatour. Gerard Delatour. Jr. We Kearney. had a couple other people that we talked to that fell through at some point. Okay, um, I'm looking at the message I sent Don saying want to do another show in the tagline, and then, and then I just copied um my conversation with you <laughs> and then don says from what i can yo science yo 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 from what i can surmise this is a proposal <laughs> for a spider-man appearance podcast i have the first eight essentials sizzle so it sounds <laughs> interesting i'd feel better learning more about this guy but interested. <laughs> yeah, because I, 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 I sound like Will Smith on crack. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you do, I think. And I said, whoops, missed the first messages through cut and paste. But yeah, it's a Spidey from the beginning type deal. 
You can hear him on Teenage <laughs> Wasteland, uh, um, an Ultimate Spider-Man podcast. He's a relative podcast newbie, but and the old ones are rough. How far had you guys gotten into Teenage Wasteland by the time it started? Oh, we were that was March. We weren't that far in because we'd gotten past um, the end of Marvel Team Up. Public Scrutiny was the two-parter with uh, that. It was right before Venom. We were right before the Venom story. Volume five. I got you. Yeah. Okay. That was the death of George Stacy. Yeah. So I got I got to clear the air one thing. As, as much as I appreciate everybody uh, really taking taking to heart like my whole science catchphrase, I gotta say completely and honestly, I don't, like that is not my the female one. I kind of came up with, but like science female. is like female. I, I just noticed that from the issue. But like, where did you pull science, science from, dude? There's like um, you know Josh. You told me once. Yeah, there's there's a uh, internet comedian called uh, the Spoony One who like. He has this, he has this like, kind of like like gimmick character called Doctor Insano who like runs around saying like I'll kill anyone in the name of science and stuff like he 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 like accentuates how funny the word science is and just by reading Amazing Spider Spider Man number one I realized that there's a lot of science in these early issues so I, I kind of like kind of like lint it from him without his knowledge so like I I, it, I like that it's sort of become a staple of the show but in all honesty it's not mine that's originated but I, I just just so we won't get sued or anything. Yeah, he, he, here we go. This is what John said to me in one of the emails. How long have you been reading Spidey? Have you read a lot of the back stuff? And I said, I'm a mod over at Crawl Space and have appeared on the podcast from time to time. I did the Jeopardy episode from this December, their second one. And if you listen to it, you'll know that I know my Spidey. <laughs> Smiley face. <laughs> Josh is literally like like probably the most authoritative Spider-Man expert like in North America. I'm not okay. saying that no. I'm not saying that any hyperbole. I really am not. <laughs> no, no, there, there's. <laughs> As I'm laughing with like you know pride or whatever, but no, that's the, the that can't be true. I would not be surprised. So now that we've kind of talked about where we've come from, we are going to move right into the film commentary. So get out your DVD of Spider-Man from 2002. So and... Betamax. Yes. Actually, I think that uh, Spider-Man, the original one, actually also had like a VHS release. It did. I want to note that if you have downloaded this on a torrent, the capture that they did runs at a different playing speed, and you'll be five minutes short. So <laughs> you'll be getting increasingly off of our commentary. So if you're watching a digital version of this film that's an hour and 56 minutes, you don't want to do that. You want the whole two-hour and one-minute version off the DVD. So uh, You'll discover uh, yeah, that. <laughs> Not that we had to address this issue in preparation for the show or anything. We're just saying. <laughs> as, as the hour-and-a-half blooper reel will show you. <laughs> All right. So um, going to go in with one, two, go. I hate you so much. Don't you hate me, go. Josh. No, you said go instead of three, and now this TriStar woman is – or she's Columbia. Who, who knows? You can tell from her – like the, the shape of her face, she's Colombian. <laughs> Everyone knows that Colombian women's shapes are like like a painting of a woman. So here we so have – was this the first movie that did this whole flashing Marvel um, – I think X-Men did. I'm not That's sure. I say. Or Bla- Blade may have. Probably not. I can't imagine them doing this for Blade. They what were do you guys thinking- – uh, Think of like the the music, like this, like na na It's not as memorable as Danny Elfman's Batman. No, it's really not. I mean, 
I like it, but it's not iconic. The theater singing, oh, you won't want to hear that singing this. Yeah, John, we forgot to tell you before recording. One of the problems with commentaries is everyone talking over each other. You can't plan for that. What are you gonna do? Well, yeah. Just like I can't edit out you just telling me that. <laughs> Kirsten oh, it, Dunst. It's not necessary to edit that out. Okay, now I met Kirsten Dunst. Not met, but first came across Kirsten Dunst. We are about the same age. There's like a year or two difference. And she was on an interview with a vampire. And um, so... I thought she was really cute in that, and ever since then, I've sort of followed her movie career. And I was really, really excited to see her in this movie. I met and her in then, Jumanji. We'll talk about that later. Oh yeah, so, she was in Jumanji too, wasn't she? Yeah. I, I saw her in that too, I just didn't realize who she was at the time. Bill Nunn. <laughs> um, and she I was also in a cheerleading movie called Bring It On, yeah. Yeah, I didn't see that one until later. And Crazy Beautiful, I didn't see. Well, that came out after this. Yeah, not to make another Batman comparison, but the whole, like, reveal of Spider-Man's costume, it's not as awesome as the reveal of, like, the bat symbol in Batman 89 with Danny Elfman music. But, oh, and yeah. then the Green Goblin mask is there to make you say, what am I watching? What? This actually yeah. reminds me of, like, the intro to, like, the PlayStation movie tie-in video game. Because this was kind of something like that. Well, it was a movie tie-in. That was probably intentional. Right. Not to say you're dumb, but, you know. Yeah, but we won't mention how dumb I actually am. Okay, is this a building or his costume? Okay, it's a building. It's it's a weirdly shaped and colored building. Colored like his costume. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, see, well, what was that? Was that... <laughs> <laughs> it's like his costume as a building? What's... CGI intro, you can't decide what you're doing. Are you doing a reveal of the costume or... Or this, it's oh. 2002. We have good CGI. We're gonna do it and do it. Oh, the, we we just passed the Steve Ditko oh, yeah. thing, by the way. That guy, David Coop, he wrote Jurassic Park screenplay with Michael Crichton. Anyway, um, people cheered in the theater when his name came up, so I was happy about that. That people like knew who he was. Nice. Well, unlike uh Bob Kane, like like Steve Ditko, legitimately like has always received credit, right? In the comics. Say that again. Uh, Steve Nichols always received credit for co-creating Spider-Man, though, right? In the comics and stuff? Like, I not, I'm not, not, not always publicly, but... I don't think the comics have a mandatory created by Stanley and Steve Ditko credit. It doesn't. There was a Stanley Presents for the longest time. Yeah, there was. Yeah. I don't think Steve Ditko gets regular credit for creating Spider-Man. Well, if you ask Stanley, he didn't. He co-created. The, the most Stanley will say is co-created. And only because Steve Ditko demands it. Okay, so here is Peter um, <laughs> being Jogging the school. Yeah. Jogging the bus driver is such a douche. Everyone hates Peter. It's New York. Everyone's a douche in New York. Oh. Hi, hi this is actually very realistic, because when you're a dork, the only person who will defend you is the absolutely hot, popular girl. The hottest girl on the bus is the one who's going to come to your rescue. Yeah. Always. The, the one who, you know, will eventually will you. So that's Liz Allen there with the glasses. According to Peter David's novelization. Wow. Yeah, she... I mean... She... There's in calm. this universe did not treat her well. Is calm. that... Well, I don't think so, up. but like it, it's, it's an analogous to Kong. Kong Harlan, King Kong Harlan, whatever his name is. Well, Ultimate Spider-Man was a year into production by the time this hit the uh, theaters. A year and a half, so... Um, it's not impossible that 
this movie gonna, taking cues. I'm going to call that teacher Mr. Warren just because. Just because we can. That was there's Peter se- there's seniors in this uh, movie, so. Yeah, it could be Mr. Warren. And she's waving, and he thinks it's, she's waving at him, and she's not. It reminds me of Kick-Ass, whenever the girl's looking at him and saying, Hey, beautiful. He's like, hi. And turns out her best friend was on the other side of him. Oh, yeah. I do remember uh, when this movie came out, there were, like, special features just on television and stuff, and they said that how they researched that all the actors, like, looked around high schools and dressed like high schoolers did at that time. <laughs> that sounds really incredibly <laughs> awful. Like, like, yeah. lo- like losers. <laughs> because we're not going to date this by giving them high school fashions of the day. Bell bottoms and, uh, and like, neck- necklaces and stuff. Now, the, the one reason I don't like William Defoe and James Franco in these roles is because they don't oh. have Tootsie Rolls on their head. Well, find an actor who does. I mean, I would seriously yeah. shave my head and glue Tootsie Rolls to it if it would give me the part. You would sh- you did shave your head. <laughs> <laughs> don't you remember? Yeah, I do remember. I shaved it just last night, actually. <laughs> if Peter okay, and no. Harry are best friends, why is it the first time he's meeting his father? Um, his father hides. Because Peter doesn't go over to Harry's house to play with toys. They're just like school friends. This isn't the first. This isn't the last time we're going to be wondering if this has been happening all their lives. Why is this only happening now? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I think this movie also like really kind of defined the current Peter and Harry relationship because before this, they they were best friends, but they're like they weren't like. Traditional best friends, I don't think, and stop me if I get this wrong, but, like, I remember in the comics, it was just sort of, like, they kind of became best friends out of, like, each other's convenience. Like, Peter lived with Harry, and Harry got help from school by Peter, so. But in this one, they're they're more like uh, school chumps. Oh, Flash. (laughs) Flash is being a little bit too uh, lovey-dovey on Mary Jane there. Oh, Mary Jane's lovey-dovey on a lot of people in this franchise. Flash Thompson, Harry Osborn, Peter Parker, John Jameson. Except not Flash, because he was just pushing him off of her. Oh, you're a dork, Flash. But they were dating. I mean, she had his ring to give back to him at the end of graduation. Was it a promise ring? Was it an engagement ring? Was it, you know, be my girl forever ring? Probably a class ring. I love the spiders in this. I don't have arachnophobia. <laughs> really? <laughs> You're a Spider-Man fan with arachnophobia? Yeah, that's, that's one of my... <laughs> How ironic. Somebody called so I ironies. <laughs> oh, I remember when God. I was a kid, I was I was 13 when I, when, I, when this came out in theaters, and I was actually like like looking down, and my parents were making fun of me. At least it's not arachnoanthropophobia. Fear of Spider-Man. We're going to get emails of people like pranking Jonah me. Jonah has that. Jonah has that. A spider sense, of course. A spider sense. Oh, okay. That's all the explanation we need. <laughs> Peter, that is so dorky. And then Harry just turns around. It's not happened yet, but... Yeah. What makes you think I would even want to know that? Who wouldn't? What? I like, I like But, you know, it's cool that they're still friends, though. Like, even though he, even though Peter's a big old dork and Harry is a few rungs up the cool ladder, they're still friends. <laughs> For now. He's not dressing in black like he does in Ultimate Spider-Man. Because he's the cool guy in that comic. Or like oh, at least yeah. in the beginning. Me, me too. Yeah, Mary Jane didn't buy that for a second. It's funny because James Franco has become this, this really big movie star and, and it's gotten to the point now where it's like, what happened to Toby Maguire? Where did he go? He's sitting Seabiscuit. on his millions. 
Sea biscuit, yeah. I do like that look. One's missing. As they say in spectaculars, my disgust. So most retellings of Amazing Fantasy 15 tend to make it a school field trip. Honestly, though, I, I always thought that was like one of the more acceptable like retellings because it makes so much sense. Yeah, it's like it having kind of him be in his identity, school. but it, it's kind of like having him be in high school with everybody. It's you know, it, it gives you like all this from a storytelling standpoint and everything. It makes sense. So oh, there's the a 2013 theme. prequel to The Wizard of Oz, and James Franco is going to be doing the voice of Oz, or not the voice of, but he is going to be playing Oz. Wait, great. a prequel, not yeah. the Wiz, or yeah, prequel of The Wizard of Oz. Not a sequel to The Wiz. Okay, here we go. Here we go. This is part where I think Mary Jane <laughs> has some actual personality in the movie, but then she's like super dorky whenever he's taking the pictures of her. It, but I actually prefer this, like, you know, open, dorky Mary Jane over the sweet, whisper, voicey Mary Jane that she becomes later when she's talking Mary to Jane. I, I hate that version of her. Oh, and here comes the so realistically colored spider that just happens to be colored the exact same red and blue. With, with a bright red and blue. Yeah. Bite me. Oh I like God. that face, yeah. Did, see, this didn't feel like Mary Jane for me, and it, it's kind of hard to explain why but i don't uh, think she hit the comic book mary jane at all in this comic oh this lord movie. no except for maybe they're like a couple of split seconds you know just a couple of beats where she interacts with her friends in the distance and it's more you know lively well the uh the hiding her real personality in front of people in school is right out of the comic books but then like on the, on the sequels i think it's less and less like I can never see comic book mary jane dating the flash thompson of this movie no no she wouldn't like, Mary Jane did date Flash Thompson in the comics, but that was a different circumstance and a different Flash. Like, the Flash in this movie is more of a jerk than... Okay, um, so this guy right here, up. riding the glider, um, I'm going to say that that's Matt Gargan. Yeah. And I'm going to say I, 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 it can't be Matt Gargan, but I have nothing to go on that. <laughs> no, that, that's also General Slocum? What a name. Wow. Yeah, everyone was talking about that the night the movie came out because it was kind of like one of those things where it's like, haha, we're teenagers. We think this. We think words like slow come are funny. Well, it's kind of like when you're learning about anatomy in your mouth. You learn about the uvula, which is a little thing that dangles in the back of your mouth. And I've always thought that should be like, you know, the name of something <laughs> in female anatomy. But anyways, guy in the wheelchair, is he just in a wheelchair because or is he somebody? He's gone. Oh, I see. Even though we have Strom right next to him. <laughs> that guy um, with the mustache was in Batman and Robin betting on hookers and we should have uh, we should have read the novelization because Peter David probably said like that the guy in the lead wheelchair was Jason Ionello or someone he's Charles Xavier Jason Ionello <laughs> dude Norman Osborn totally almost kissed Professor Strom so I like uh, Defoe in this role you don't like him John? No, no, no. I was only kidding about Defoe and uh, Franco earlier with the cornrows thing and the Tootsie Rolls. No, I like – until he starts going over the top after he goblins up. No, I think he's great. I think all of his non-goblin stuff in this movie is amazing. I think, I think when he's over the top, he's, I like him really a lot. Because oh, really? Oz, See, that's... In the comic books, Norman Osborn is a lot like that. He's like this really goofy – like not, not always goofy, but I thought he got his voice exactly right. Uncle There's ben. A, uh, Uncle Ben. How many Uncle Bens does it take to put in a light bulb? 
one, but he won't live much longer. <laughs> right. Right, so we get an occupation, senior electrician. That's we just read a Clone Saga issue. What did it say he was in the Clone Saga again? Zach? Oh, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Zach Don. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, Josh. No, it's a... Uh, what was that story, though? Some kind he of was like... Right? I think he was in, like, a printing press or something. Cause he, he got somebody a job. Yeah, something like that. I think that. I remember you mentioning that, yeah, printing press. Oh, Uncle Ben, you tell it like it is. <laughs> horrible, horrible future of 2002. Peter loves you, but not enough to paint the ceiling with you. <laughs> <laughs> or save you from your killer. I find it kind of odd that they would have to reassure Uncle Ben of Peter's love for them. I feel like... It's exposition. Again, it's one of those things where they've been this way for 15 years, so why are they just now doing this? Got a bite. You get it? Because he was been. Well, okay, I could honestly defend that. Because, like, when somebody's feeling down on themselves, like, you know, a significant other will say, well, we all love you, blah, blah, blah. That's true. Okay, this shot right here, I think he looks really skinny, but is that, like, CGI? <laughs> they CGI'd his abs. Oh, Peter, I, I thought I remember something really about him reading. I thought I remember reading. Blah, blah, blah. I thought I remembered reading something about him actually working out for this role. Well, he did, but like I'm saying that like like when he took his shirt off as he's passing out, he looks really he looks really really skinny. And for a while, I thought that that was legitimately him filming before he worked out. But then recently, I heard that the, the idea was brought up to me that like he they actually painted over his skin for that one shot. Yeah, wouldn't you? They this might was, have done. I mean, there's. If the only topless shot he's going to do before, you know, becoming Spider-Man is, you know, a, a second and a half, there's no reason to have two different body frames for those for that shot. So, By yeah, the I could, way, I, I could buy it. Calling Osborne Industries Oscorp, that's uh, something that the comics never did until uh, until around 2004 or so with the Pulse series. It was always Osborne Industries, but... The 90s series called it Oscorp, so Ultimate followed suits because that was Bendis' thing, as did the movie. And then eventually everyone forgot that it's not Oscorp, and they called it that in the comics. I remember being really annoyed by that for the first time. I think this movie makes uh, Norman out to be a slightly more sympathetic character because he's clearly not a bad guy before this. He's just. No. I mean, in the comics, Osborne seriously has issues before he becomes the goblin. Oh, yeah. And this, he's just determined and maybe a little bit too willing to do whatever it takes. Okay, did you have to break the glass? That was a little dramatic. <laughs> it's yeah. a movie, young Because no one else is going to drink this after me, damn it! He, he doesn't want the, the side of glass right next to him. Radiation? Isn't that stuff dangerous? Norman, <laughs> this is what you wanted! <laughs> you know, he says it's cold. You feel it's an ad-lib? Sounded like it was. Professor Strom has a much weaker spinal cord in this movie than he does in the comics. But he has more hair. And more balls. Well, he, it, it, it was prison that changed him in the comics. The embezzle. Oh, I see, yeah. He never had time to embezzle here. I like the knot that they give each other. The manly knot of respect. Scary green gas phase commencing. <laughs> he had to take his shirt off, but his shoes, his fancy shoes uh, stay on. Right. 
I like. Why I like did he take his shirt off anyway? The show off for Strom. I would definitely disrobe for science. Uh, have God knows I've done more sexual stuff than that for science. <laughs> now. <laughs> We're like, in his face, back in the music. They were no thing. longer meant for him. The gas saw to that. <laughs> this strikes me as something very similar to what we, what uh, I imagine the Captain America process was. Something this horrific. Like he take, he drinks the serum, but then he puts, he's put in a chamber and put through some other chemical reactions to activate it. Well, in the comics, it was a syringe, wasn't it? For Captain America. Well, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that drinking a serum. Would not be the way you want to do this because that's that stuff is still in his stomach. It has not even begun to to actually enter his bloodstream yet. <laughs> so starting Norman's heart. What a noble act that you will regret. Yeah. By the way. Now that you've died, right there. <laughs> that was you. Thank, thank you for repaying the friendship. I love this shot. Yeah. That yeah I I like that shot. I had a dream that Mister Harry's father took off his shirt and wrestled with another man. He wakes up and like flexes it in front of himself, and they did this in like. What was it? Anna, like some kind of a Rob Schneider movie. And I thought it was ridiculous because it, it didn't work at all. I think the animal or something like that. Won't be it's a pretty either. cool effect with the glasses. Flash my glasses, you clown! It'll kill you. Okay, I guess he's got to fight the living brain now. Yahoo! He's feeling himself up. I think this is the best shape that Tony McGuire has ever been in any of the trilogy, to be honest. He's kind of flabby in the third one. Well, yeah, but by that time, I mean, he has his money and he doesn't really care to be doing the movie anyway. Right. Did he just check his pants out? <laughs> he looked down. Big change. Radio spider. Spider. spider dick. Spider dick. <laughs> okay, looking out his window yeah, and seeing somewhere. Mary Jane right sure there. Right. She has not pulled a curtain. She's obviously getting ready for school. And he can just look in and see her. Oh, yes. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, poor Peter, you know, every dork's fantasy. The hot girl from school who defends him all the time lives right next to him and can undress, like, feet feet away from him. He's the everyman. Don't start without me. And this is their last happy conversation. Before he's brutally murdered. Before he's brutally murdered by the scam. <laughs> I think this is a nice scene. And that's Mary Jane's last happy conversation. Because there are references to her father in each of the movies. There's that. There's the next one. Uh, now, what's the, how does that compare to Mary Jane in the comics? I know we get a lot more information from her in Parallel Lives that I just haven't read yet, but... Um, the abusive father and all that, is that even in the 616 comics continuity? Yeah, but, like, abusive father, the way that, like, they say it, you would imagine that he, like, yelled at her and hit her every night. Like, in the original version, her father slapped her older sister once. And, like, and that's it. Like, the mom and the dad had an unhappy marriage, and he was always yelling at Mary Jane and Gail, and one day he slapped Gail, that's Mary Jane's sister. So the mom and the girls left, and Mary Jane's father, like, never contact, like, never returned letters or calls. Spider's then, Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Question. Um, did, was the Mary Jane series out by then, or was this after this? Like, like the solo Like the Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane series? Yeah. Yeah, it, it was it, after it, this. Yeah, that started after this. Because I remember someone commenting that 
like Mary Jane looked like Kirsten Dunst. Although uh, I don't really think so at all. But um, there were a couple of hardcover Mary Jane novels that were inspired by the Ultimate Spider-Man comic book. And I've read the first one of those. And there is some abusive father stuff that's mixed into that, although I forget exactly the nature of that. I do remember those, John. None of those ever had Gail in them. No, she was an only child in those. This part made everybody jump in the theater where like it flashes back to the goblin real quick. It's like, I remember. Bah! The hangover. I think I got married to Chloe. <laughs> yeah, that one right there. Yeah. There's a t- there's a topical reference. <laughs> because Smallville is clearly still playing right now when you're listening to this and 2050. Oh, there, there's Bernard, the worst butler. In the, oh, the, uh, the worst part in the entire trilogy, I would say. Osborne should snap his neck right now. Well, this is his only scene because ne- he's like, I tried to stop her, sir. And then, like, you never see him again. I tried to stop her, sir. Yeah. Is it the same, it's, it's the same actor, too, isn't it? They pull him back for the oh, one no. random scene in the third movie. No, and then, like, the second movie, too. Your father only see? obsessed with his work. Okay. And then, like, the third movie, he has, like, the worst scene in the entire movie. I've seen the third movie maybe twice. And I've seen the second one a few times, but it's been a really long time since I've seen it. Oh, yeah. this, I is never all, like... this is this is not CGI. This is all like it's like I think it's like like a sticky uh, tray or whatever, but he actually did this. It might have been filmed backwards with them yanking stuff off the tray. No, no, I've I've seen it like he literally did this, but like the tray is like has like some kind of adhesive to it to stick. Okay. Okay, that's where you keep talking, Peter. Only you didn't, and now you're gonna lose her. Oh. <laughs> like Jim and Pam on the motorboat. What? Steamboat, I mean. What did Jim and Pam? What? There was a Jim and Pam moment where they were out there, and he just didn't talk, and she just like, okay. I'll- uh, this is the first like, indication that he has. Uh, oh, organ- Webby Webs. Yeah. No one notices. My family was heading over to the theater to watch this movie when it first came out. Now, uh, my brother and I found out over the internet that he had organic web shooters, and we were, like, appalled. We were like, what? Now, if, if, if that had happened to me, the last thing I would have done was yanked that thing and dodged out of the way. Well, he's not sitting next to anybody. Walk away, Peter. Parker? <laughs> he's pulling the tray behind him. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I like the looks of the web. In this and movie. now I have uh, my wife's favorite werewolf playing um, Flash Thompson. Uh, this guy goes on to play the, one of the main werewolves from the True Blood TV series. And uh, the that's sexy, the sexy thing for him. He doesn't look nearly as tall in that, though. This guy is uber tall. I've always hated this depiction of Spider-Sense, and it's probably because really? I grew up... Yeah, I grew up with, like, a different version. This yeah, just this, seemed this, weird. This is like a, uh, like a, like sort of like a all-sensory sort of... Like, he can tell everything that's going around him. And, like, to a certain extent, I can see how... Like, like right, right there. It's supposed to be like to go off to something that's directed towards him. I remember my brother saw the scene boot like before this movie came out online, and I was like, "That's Flash Thompson. He's he's he has black hair, not not orange hair." Yeah, and he has legs. See this? I like this. <laughs> Looking at the arm. Although, what's that guy wearing on his wrist? A gang chain. I guess. Help him, Harry. Which one? Here's Nuss doesn't look too nice. bad in this movie. She looks much harder than she does in the rest of the movies. See, if this was Dicko, he'd be like, I can't do a flip because Spider-Man does flips. I'll have to pretend to sprain my ankle. <laughs> but it's not Dicko, it's Raimi. It's, it's, 
Ramsey, who the hell cares? <laughs> if this was Dicko, he'd be like, I can't touch Flash. <laughs> Principal Davis dropped his pudding in Flash's face. Yeah, he, he was like, here's your just desserts. Manure. I hate manure. So he can't win when he, if he gets beat up. He can't win if he does the beating up. I thought that his Mary Jane's all freaked out. How could you defend yourself? You beat but up my co- boyfriend who was attacked. But of course, she won't realize that he's Spider-Man. Well, Spider-Man doesn't exist. Well, oh yeah, she, right, right. All this, all this evidence, and she's like, I think I always knew. It's kind of like you know when your best friend like starts Super- leaping tall buildings in a single bound, and the next week there's a Superman out there. You don't think that maybe it's your best friend? No, nah. of course not. Well, post-crisis, Lana did. No, he told Lana. Yeah, he did. But he didn't say he was Superman. He just said, I could fly. And then she uh, realized he was. Yeah. Now, this is different from the comics, because in the comics, it's sort of magnetism. Like you don't like the miniatures, <laughs> but that's how a spider does it. Are you? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> they did. They had this in the MTV series, too, and I hated that. Oh, the MTV? I like the movies, but like the MTV series, like it was, it was so cheeky. Like, oh, we're hip and cool in college. I thought I'd read something in the comics, though, about micro hairs on his... No, 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 no. In the Never. comics, it's literally, like... If you like, did, then burn that comic. Yeah, no, no. It's legitimately in the comic always been, like, a sort of magnetism. Okay. Never been like this. Well... <laughs> if I had been directing this, you know, because obviously I can. That was CGI, Peter. Um... I would have had Peter look more like he was pulling himself up by his hands. I mean, he looks when he's climbing up that wall, he looks like he's crawling on the floor on a wall. Whereas I would have had it look like if he was, you know, grabbing the wall with his hand and pulling himself up. But that's just how I would have done it. Oh, this scene. You like this scene? Uh, With the web? It sounds like he does. I like this scene. He's trying to figure out which bustles to pull. He doesn't know yet. No, he's trying to figure out a battle cry. Shazam. <laughs> okay, I remember that got lots of laughs in the theater. One, the little, two, three, four. Uh, I mean, like, I don't like the like, organic web shooters just because I'm a purist, but I do like the way he figured this out. I thought it was kind of cool. And uh, you might be able to hear some of the movie playing in the background. Each of us has started at a slightly different point, so maybe like a second or two difference between us. If uh, it's not exactly lined up with what you're hearing on your own watching in the movie. If you don't like it, just turn the podcast off. Just turn the podcast off. <laughs> and the first web swing. Yeah. The first web. The first watch. That, was, that looks like a white Twizzler he's holding. <laughs> it looks like... Um, See, I think this is funny. Do you not like this? This is great. Yeah, this is good stuff. It was the go web go that I wasn't oh. too much of. I gotcha. And then I he falls like- and, and dies. Running down. Until he doesn't die. And oh crap! I forgot to paint the house. But it's it's dark now. What was he doing between broad daylight and dark? He was practicing how to sh- shot. Going to the hospital because he had a concussion from slamming face first. And <laughs> he actually lost conscious then. Has been. A he, he has a doctor's note in his back pocket. You guys have to pay all this money for me. The events of uh, Michelangelo, meatloaf and veggies in oven. I mean, it's, it's not it's not like Uncle Ben like took a picture of him flipping him off or anything. Oh my god. Like does every window in this house correspond to like a window in Mary Jane's house? <laughs> ben Parker made it that way. <laughs> they were mirror uh, mirror floor plans. It's the exact same floor plan but facing the other way. 
course, that's not true, because then she should be coming out that door right there. <clears throat> there is lots of bikes in Mary Jane's house. I see, like, four bikes in that backyard, and there was one in the front yard earlier. This is actually you can always hear us, but we're just now having a conversation about it. It's not like you grew up hearing me and me crying in the backyard here. It's not like we've ever spoken in the backyard like this before in the 15 years we've been living next to each other. This is actually very, to me, reminiscent. Did they say 15 years ever? Because, like, Tobey Maguire and Topher Grace will have those big eyes, and they kind of look like each other. And they're talking to her. He's like, and, and is in his uh, house talking to a redhead in, her, in a halter top. Well, not a halter top, but like a midriff. Okay, so this this is this is our first real interaction with Mary Jane in this movie, and this is when I realized that this was not the Mary Jane I wanted to see. She's a nice, sweet, soft-spoken girl. That's instead, wrong. Instead of a more outspoken, socially energetic kind of person. Granted, she did just get yelled at by her father, so she's probably not feeling. Well, honestly. Yeah, but Mary Jane would get yelled at by her father and like do cartwheels in the streets saying there's nothing ever wrong with Mary Jane Watson. In fact, that's exactly what happened when like yep, her sister got hit. And see, uh, the thing is, I know Kirsten Dunst could have played that like that because she's done parts like that before. So she was told not to do it, and that kind of pisses me off because now Kirsten Dunst is considered a rat, rotten Mary Jane by a lot of people, and it's because she was told to be that way. Peter, was it, was it Peter that was first grade? He is a really good <laughs> Peter. That was first grade. He's a huge dork in this movie, which is I think I think he's good for like early Spider-Man. Not so much when he becomes Spider-Man. That's my problem with like the portrayal. Like he's too much of a loser. Like in both in both in both identities as after gets his powers. Right here, I do like how how awkward he is. Look out! Here comes the spider. It's, it's, I do like I think I like the scene because like you don't I mean you don't you know the comic books and everything but the way the movie is playing out you're not exactly sure what's going to happen next like when is he going to get his uh wrestling suit or whatever I mean the the way this movie was going when I first saw it I completely I completely forgot about J Jonah Jameson until he even first showed up I was like oh cool Jameson's in this movie so maybe maybe Taller that's a, than you look what 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 does that even mean. Don't slouch, Peter. This is a little awkward here. And this is like the the one split second of real Mary Jane we're about to see. She, she puts on her mask. Yeah. Then, oh my God! Oh yeah. My sister and her friends were laughing about then. They called Mary Jane bipolar. <laughs> Too bad that that car's gonna crash into a manure truck. So Mary Jane likes cars, car. eh? Yeah, like if you think about it, Uncle Ben dies. There's a lecture. Peter, because right Peter. Uh, Uncle Ben dies because Peter wanted a car. No, Uncle Ben dies because Peter totally misread what Mary Jane was doing. Like. What Peter thinks is that like Mary Jane like was legitimately excited and going gaga over the car. He didn't see it as oh Mary Jane's wearing her mask. So Peter misinterpreting that's like I gotta get a car. You know does the wrestling thing blah 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 and now Uncle Ben's dead because Peter can't doesn't know how to read women. This kind of annoyed because doesn't yeah he comes up with the costume 
and then doesn't wear it until afterwards. I'm now like, we have okay. a couple different character designs here. Him with like the web capes. Are these related to any actual early designs of the character before the comics? Oh, early designs of Spider-Man. Are Jack Kirby designed an early, early version of the costume, which literally is like lost to time. Okay. But you know, who, you know who drew this? The actual comic book artist. Do you know who it is? That one that he's holding up right there. No. Yeah. Who? Phil Jimenez. Oh. Of a brand new day and Wonder Woman thing. Oh, that looks like his brand new day stuff, Doctor Pepper. I'm sure that they paid a pretty penny for that product placement. Yeah, you know Doctor Pepper. I've got Doctor Pepper right here with me while I'm doing See, this. I saw, show. I saw, I saw this clip on like a trailer or something, and I still thought he had web, shooter, web shooters on. Well, you were wrong, Don. Ha ha ha! You're dumb. The Joker's on me. Nice, nice masturbation analogy. <laughs> because it is. Spider-Man's an analogy to puberty. So maybe that wasn't the last happy conversation he had with Ben. Maybe there's stuff going on between the scenes here that we're not seeing. Is this the end of Norman Osborn? (laughs) We think it is. This is when he starts going crazy. Why do you have so many masks in your mansion? It's only going to make you have visions. That's what happened to me. You're not his real father, Ben. You suck. I do remember, like, in, like, in, like another another TV special for this movie, they tried to, like, oh, he's raised by his Uncle Ben and Aunt May. After something terrible happens to one of them, he becomes Spider-Man. <laughs> like, oh, which one is it? Oh, man. It was so badly, it was, it was so badly like, badly, badly hidden. It was hilarious. Okay. Every, so, like, Everyone and their uncle knows about the blooper in this scene. The blooper I, in this scene? I don't. I really don't. Oh, really? What are you talking about? The What's going on in like the car window? Okay, look at the car windows where Peter is. It's like uh, it's like bushes and trees and stuff, and when he gets out, they're not there. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't believe you. Yeah, that's like one of those things that like anytime I watch the movie with someone, they're like, you know that that's a blooper? <laughs> You're changing. There's there's weird hairs growing in strange places. Uncle Ben, I'm like a senior in high school. When do you think puberty starts exactly? <laughs> <laughs> senior, I thought you were 13. See, future parents out here, you don't want to just have like a big conversation when it's too late to matter. You want to be like having these conversations as the child grows up. That's my parenting tip for this commentary episode. <laughs> you too can have a child like Lily Wilson. Yes. <laughs> this, this was probably taken from Ultimate Spider-Man, because Ultimate Spider-Man had this big final speech before he died. I like how Peter's like, do you think I'm going to become a criminal or something? The, um... Well, I read Maximum Clonage when you joined the Jackal, Peter. <laughs> I don't really care much for the anger here. I wish... Stop pretending that... It is See, a little... that's... I don't like that. I don't like that whole stop pretending to be my father... That really, really bothers me because they would have had such a good, such a. Uh, I, don't know. I think it's just teenage angst, honestly. I mean, Peter sees him. Okay, he now watch, can't. watch when Uncle Ben pulls away. <gasps> where those, where those leaves go? Where the plants? They, they built go. that building immediately afterwards. <laughs> it's one of those, you know, fast-built high-rise things. Uncle Ben's Only in the, the Sandman. 
Yay! Wrestling! Crusher, Crusher Hogan. Hogan. At least not Crusher Hogan. It's what? Bonesaw Bone McGraw or something. Bones. Who is um, Macho Man Randy Savage? I don't think human beings are supposed to be shaped like that. <laughs> yeah, the artist was really bad in this story. That, that's unrealistic. <laughs> Who, who's, who's drawing this His movie? His body is just like a truck. Is Eric Larson drawing this movie? I think it's Wayne Boring. Oh, who's uh, I don't know. There are wrestling things held in New York. 3,000 there. What was the uh, what was the money in the original Amazing Fantasy 15? Was it five hundred dollars? Yeah, one hundred bucks. A <laughs> hundred bucks for three. <laughs> That's why he gets hundred. I thought that was an odd to the comments because in this yeah. movie he gets dollars. He's like a hundred bucks. That's nothing. I can just look it up. Why would you do that? Why would I do such a silly? I love I love this line. She says, "Make God." <laughs> New York Wrestling League, you think? I think. No. Naked young ladies. Which you can and will sustain. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Nice. Over the ropes, onto the table. And they say wrestling is a fake scripted event. This proves wrestling is real, folks. Just ask the fans. Boom! Size ready. This is the largest sentence the man is capable of constructing. So yeah, originally it was Crusher Hogan, now it's Bone Saw, but who cares? This is pretty funny. And I love this entire run with uh um hey it's Bruce Campbell and uh And wasn't the human spider Stanley's original name for Spider Man? Or was that a myth? I honestly don't know. Maybe. I think, yeah, it sounds like the sort of thing he might have had. It sounds like it was a crappy idea he would have come up with. Oh, that looks so silly. So I wonder if if anyone ever made the connection that, like, this was Spider-Man later on. In the comics they did. Right, but in in the movie-verse do they? Because, like, there's so many people that seem unmasked. I found this so relatable. I feel like, like if, I, if, I, if this ever happened to me, this would, they would probably make me feel bad. About I myself. hate it when there are hot, muscular women yelling at me with microphones. I love that. <laughs> it's like that happens like every week. <laughs> oh, by awesome. the way, and the nurse—that's not a nurse at all. But yeah, and nice. in, in, in this, in this, in the Raimiverse, it's there's like months between this and like when Spider-Man appears on the scene, so people could legitimately forget. But. I mean, a guy called Spider-Man who, like, sw- sticks on walls in this thing, and then Spider-Man appears. Are, are you I mean, serious? There's supposed to be months that go by in the next few minutes after this goes on? No, after, between when Spider-Man, like, shows up. That's what I got. <laughs> oh. I was cracking up at this point when he says, please lock the cages. I didn't sign up for a cage match. Yeah. I certainly no longer want to do this. And then Peter Parker dies. I'm not the thing. <laughs> this is the second time he's died. <laughs> if only Uncle Ben had stopped that wrestler. <laughs> now take your pants off. He's dying. But actually... Here comes the gay joke. Yeah. 
We can make lots of... I mean, anytime there's two men scantily clad wrestling together in a ring, you can make all sorts of gay jokes. No, Peter makes the gay joke, though. He's like, hey, did your husband make that? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, he's doing so much stuff here. People have got to make the connection. This bugged me because I thought that, you know, it looks like he's actually getting hurt. It's like it shouldn't hurt him too Well, he actually has the webs in this scene, which he didn't have in the comic. And I'm serious, his butt looks like really inflated right there. Peter Parker actually has a concussion right now, and he's in a coma. The rest of uh, the, like, Raimi trilogy is, like, his fantasy. We pulled that joke before, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. There's a American flag hanging in this thing. Again. It's a little ripped. That's the crowbar that Jason Todd got beat to death with. Oh, uh, is that the same one? Yeah. You borrowed it from, uh, was it Lebanon? Mm-hmm. Jason Todd wasn't around yet when Spider-Man started. Because Spider-Man fought Superman at the same time that Batman was with Dick Grayson. It's, that's a nice scene with him, like his eyes, like, hooray! That's yeah, actually really cool. I mean, he, he just emoted a whole lot with just his eyes showing. <laughs> yeah. Nothing can go wrong now. Got just something going wrong. The first of many things. The ad said three minutes. Oh, webhead. Maxi Schiffman's a jerk. Yeah, he I was. never got how this actually works. Like, I never understood. Like, if he did it in three minutes, exactly would he get the money, or was it after three minutes would he get the money? I think that it was that they weren't expecting anyone to last three minutes. They weren't expecting yeah. to get three thousand dollars in any case. This this is a good scene. But why? Oh. Why? I hate it when random people throw bags at me. Like what's going I, on down there? I, re- I really think this this is a really well done sh- adaption of the comic. Uh, well, that I I kind of had a problem with when I when I first saw it. It's kind of grown on me. Like him literally doing it because he didn't get money. Like him, there's him a little bit of a revenge game. factor going on here. Whereas in the comics, it was just he was lazy. High it's an a- high on himself. It's an Aesop's it's an Aesop's fable. He was too big on himself, and he had to get taken down a peg. Here, he's not big on himself. He's just angry. Right. Well, it's it's like like I, I was talking about it to my brother. I was like, I don't like that they changed it because he's given a reason to do it. Wherein the the tragedy of the original comic book is that there was no it reason. It sort of takes some sting. At, well, yeah, I don't know. But sting at the it. same time, like my brother argued, it's more sympathetic towards him if you can understand why he didn't stop the guy. And then they it's like well, it's, around. It's double uh, double whammy. Okay, everyone, you know, crowd around him. Don't give him any air. Right. He doesn't need it where he's going. Why is he all premonitioned on this? I mean, there's no reason for him to think anything's wrong here. Well, you never know. Oh, wait, no, no, no. His uncle was supposed to pick him up there. Yes. Now, what do you guys think of him, like, finding Uncle Ben right here instead of his house? Because uh, my dad has always said that it never made sense to him why uh, someone would, would, like, suddenly rob his house, like, a week later in Queens. He thought this was more logical. So did Marv Wolfman. See, I have absolutely no problem with the guy leaving the city and, you know, later on committing a completely unrelated crime later. Buried treasure under the house. (laughs) Or under the car. Now... The only time where I would accept him crying in this trilogy. Did y'all, see any, did, did y'all notice the, the like extra grains of sand 
that were around on the ground behind him just now? I don't know what you're talking about, John, and I refuse to ever know. <laughs> I, I like this. He's like, I'm going to kill that guy. I really, I really His like ass this. is mine. Now, where he? Oh, he heard like a police report. I forgot. No, his spiders has told him. That's pretty cool climbing there, even though it's CGI. <laughs> music all of a sudden. Yay, music. But again, you're right. There's no theme going on. There is no Spider-Man music theme. Spider-Man. Sp this, this is, man, this is like dated. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is he bending that metal as he swings on the flagpole? Uh, well, yeah, because like, the weight of him. But like, uh, it's not because If you of the bend strength. metal like that, you're going to wrench it off. Metal isn't that resilient. It's not going to maintain its shape. Don't you know anything about science? <laughs> don't you know about science? Okay, don't slam your face in the wall this time, Peter. Yeah, I like this because it, it actually showed you, like, like if you were to actually web-sling, how would you go about it? So I thought this was really cool. Like, I, ne I never, ever thought about this before until the movie did it. He's like, hey, what if I do this? Hey, it's kind of like, it's like hey, what if I do this? And in the video game, you were you wore this costume for a while, didn't you? Oh, did you? Yeah, you you wore this like um, like throughout like the entire first level. Well, the first level was like fighting fighting uh, the um, I almost said Joe Chill, like like the, the burglar, and the burglar had his own henchmen and stuff, which was crap. I did like how he was so ground level with the traffic here. Like in the uh, in the comics, he always seems to be like you know up in the sky, you know around the rooftops with his swinging, and here he's down at street level. Yeah, everybody sees him. He's not like high in the sky. I remember in the trailer like like they changed it to look like it was just Spider Man and not his wrestling outfit when he was doing all this. I remember in the trailer how they had the twin towers. <laughs> what happened? We're going to talk about that more whenever uh, he's actually becoming Spider-Man. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure that was a cut scene from the film that should have been, I mean, dramatically should have been left in, even though the context and times prevented it from being in the movie. It's the old bedded with us. A killer can hold off an army in that rotten old place. <laughs> and... It's so ramshackle, and yet it's never managed to fall after Galactus and the Hulk and yeah. the Purple Man. I love no, not not this yet, but uh, Are I you really love here. Yeah. I like how we can see his face, but since we I can't see this. the crazy bleached that, hair, we don't really. That is so that awesome. I love when he like does that Spider-Man thing upside down. Yeah, that's cool. It's a little gay, but it's cool. Shut up. <laughs> now this, I, I honestly think this is like one of the adapted from the comics. Because when we were in the theater and this moment comes up where he realizes who it is, my mom gasped. She like did not did not see it coming. So I thought that that was a sign that they they got it right. Yeah. And that there's no music or anything. You already know he's a dead man. And his eyes are so big and his pupils are right there. I like him staring for no reason. See ya. 
He breaks his wrist. Just break his arm? He break, broke his wrist, which wasn't much nice. But. You could have saved him, Peter. You could have waved, shot your webs down at him. Yeah, he, he didn't care. You killed him. You committed a crime, son. By doing nothing, he didn't kill him. It's... I'm pretty sure there is a, a convictable offense there. Evading arrest on top of it. Just kidding. Say, say what, Josh? I thought you can evade an army in that warehouse. They sure got in all right. Yeah. Did, did one of you guys say you had a problem with him dying, or was it my imagination? Um, it's the way he died. The way he died. You didn't like the fact that he fell out the wood. Like you should have what? Oh, before we talk about that, Peter's the one who has to tell Aunt May about everything. That's gotta suck. Peter finally got home. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty bad. So now we have an indeterminate time passes. Graduate before he becomes Spider-Man. I think we're losing a lot of your sentences, Josh. What'd you just say? And graduate before he becomes Spider-Man. Yeah. Quest Aerospace. Now I want to see if all these things are in the comics. Quest Aerospace. Well, I, I, that makes me think of Johnny Quest, and that this is like Benjamin Quest, and everybody trying to scrap out, and the Green Goblin just kills everybody of, of the Quest family. Love how excited that guy is. And now you're gonna die a green death. Oh my god! Hats. I love that guy. No! I, I, I hope that that gag didn't cut out where I say, and then they turn in the graduation hats. <laughs> it did, by the way. But we heard it the second time. That's a really big, goofy grin on Harry. It's kind of scary, actually. Well, this before everything went, went south for him in this story. Because <laughs> his life doesn't turn out so hot. A begrudging congratulations for his son, and then oodles of father love for Peter. It's, mm -hmm. uh, as, as it should be. I gotta say, um, I, I might say it again, other people may have done uh, just as good, if not better, job. I thought Willem, Willem Dafoe was really, really great in this role. Uh, for everything he was in, really. And there's Mary Jane cutting it off with Flash. <laughs> Whatever, doll. And he's like, mine. <laughs> <laughs> My son. Of course, we have the whole Ultimate Six thing where Norman calls Peter his son over and over again. And they're home. Uncle Ben sure would have loved to see this day. <laughs> Rope salt in the room, won't you, John? I've always thought that the whole Peter and Aunt May living alone together dynamic had to be really, really awkward. Because, I mean... They have nothing in common, so what are they going to do? Like, sit around and watch, you know, Beverly Hillbillies or something together? Well, A, they, 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 they have lived together for a while, and B, like, uh, they do address that in Ultimate Comics, I remember. It's like, do you like me, Peter? 
Yeah, yeah, they do. They do address that in Ultimate. It's just here you start to see it, and you realize that they li- they're going to be living in separate parts of the house from now on. This is really sad. Okay. This is sad. Since he wasn't there to see my graduation, I'll make sure that never happens again. And right. Spider-Man because of it. So we've gone through 28 issues of Amazing Spider-Man and haven't even put on the costume yet. 28 issues of Spider-Man, is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> 28 my... issues of The Spider-Blur. Oh. <laughs> who, I, who I am is The Spider-Blur. Peter Parker is in that. I must put on these glasses. I haven't seen that episode yet. <laughs> Whoops. Well, you will by the time this episode comes out. <laughs> right. Hopefully. You were meant for great things, Peter. Like becoming Spider-Man and, you know, saving me from the Green Goblin when he makes me repeat the Lord's Prayer really, really stupidly. <laughs> I like how he has a giant periodic table on his wall. Like, that's his kid's poster, you know. So we have movies. He has the periodic table. Practice of science. So, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying this is a gripe of mine or anything, but I really would like to know how he made the costume. I like, I like how this zooms in from the costume into, like, swinging the streets. I think that's his office. I love this whole thing. By the way, to, to, to backtrack a minute or two, at graduation when Norman says, you know, you're like family, so if you ever need anything, call me. If, when Norman tells you, I'll treat you like family, that that's not a comforting thing. <laughs> it is a little bit creepy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, now what I was saying earlier, somewhere in this sequence, in the whole beginning of Spider-Man sequence... I really think that the the initial Spider-Man movie teaser with the Twin Towers was intended to be a scene somewhere here. Because, like, right there, like that scene of him <laughs> flying through the sky. Nice. That's the oh. only reveal you get of Spider-Man in this whole thing. And if they had had that sequence here, then you would have had a big Spider-Man reveal. Didn't, As it is, you don't get a big too. Spider-Man reveal. <laughs> I always assumed that it was, like, an original sequence for the trailer. Xenia like, is somewhere in here. Lucy Lawless. She's coming oh, out. is she? She's, yeah. I think she's, she's like, like bald and has dogs. No, no, no. She's a sexy woman. Yeah, there she is. Nice. That's that. She was really good on Battlestar Galactica, which you really should watch, Donovan. <laughs> yes, sir. Look out. Here comes the spy, See, like, man. This is the first instance of uh, Sam Raimi putting in a lot of like, like bystanders in New York. But I thought it was really cool. It's very Steve Ditko. All those crowd scenes we've seen through the through the issues. This is brilliant. This is so brilliant. Jameson, Robbie, the Daily Bugle, Betty Brandt. Who is that next to Robbie? That like you know like uh, Sweet Dreams or Annie Lennox girl or whatever. Somebody else who works for the Bugle. Okay. Can you handle that? Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Miss Brandt. God. Real talk, though, Elizabeth Banks is an awesome actress. I thought, I thought she really made that wig work. 
Conways. <laughs> oh, I didn't even catch that. I remember catching. They say that they have Eddie like Move on. Move Conway to page seven. Out. Eddie Brock. So I heard. Yeah, I heard Eddie. Oh, I love this run. <laughs> that can't be done. Get out of here. Who is that girl? She's not even talking. <laughs> it's Annie Lennox. So he said Eddie Zani. I think that's an Eddie Brock reference. It, it, it was supposed to be at the time. I love this line right here. Ferris? It's a great Jonah. I know that there not going to be a Jonah in the new movie, which Boo. is an interesting choice. Boo. But if there were going to be a Jonah in the new movie, I really think they should have just kept that cast. Yeah, it's it's pitch sense. perfect. Mary Jane. More like Lake sense. <laughs> that she hides the fact that she's a waitress from him. I love the bus. I love the buzz off, and then, like, as soon as she sees him, she's like, oh, hi. Oh, I didn't see you there. Kirsten Dunst looks pink in a lot of these scenes. Her skin. Like her hands and stuff. I'm so not. You're living your dream, and then, like, actually, you're not. See, Peter, I was lying to you just now because that's what I do. I'm a lying liar. I love to lie. I love to lie. <laughs> Sorry. Mary Jane did work in fast food, according to uh, the Tom DeFalco uh, All My Past Remembered issued. Like, you, you see her working a series of odd jobs when her mother was, like, in the hospital dying. Oh. Illustrated by Ron Friends. Yeah. When was that? I don't, I've never I don't even ever heard that one. Is that a title of the issue or a title of the story within the issue? It's titled The Story Within the Issue. It's the issue where Peter and Mary Jane go for a walk in the park and Mary Jane says, did I ever tell you about my family? Okay. I've read very little of the Tom DeFalco run, like pretty much none. I should know that I existed. It's the origin of Mary Jane. It's where Parallel Lives gets about like 70% of their stuff from. Minus right. the Minus the identity reveal. See, I, I think I think Mary Jane so far has been kind of cool, and it's in like in this movie so far. Like, like right now, I don't think she's that bad of a character. <laughs> no, I think she's pretty good there. It's a mixed bag, and I, yeah. my dislike for the way she's handled in these movies grows as we go through the trilogy. And we've even though Spider Man's on the scene, we've still not. He doesn't really show up till the Green Goblin first shows up. See, they're graduated, they're settled into the apartment. I think that there's been a time skip. Yeah, yeah, there has. So, no, but I agree. There's, people, yeah. people should still remember him from wrestling. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> he is studying. No, he is studying. So we are into the fall semester. Right. You've uh, definitely jumped forward several months. He says he right. says weekly visit as well. So, like you know, which means that like he's that he's been doing his weekly visits for a while. Doctor Connors fired him. Okay, there's your first. Reference. They kind well, of play, that dynamic they just mentioned. They kind of play on that in the beginning of the second film, which is pretty cool. Yeah, Doctor Connors has it has it out for Peter immediately. So we've been living together for how long? And you haven't mentioned the fact that you're dating my childhood sweetheart. Well, do I get around to it eventually? I mean, you never give me the chance. Now they do this in the comics too, right? Uh, um, what do you mean? Not- not I, I think that Harry and Norman 
talk about Peter. Maybe Harry mentions to Peter that he could talk to his dad about getting him a job, and Peter says, no, I'll make it on my own. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, that happens a few times, and then eventually yeah. he takes him up on the job offer and quits the next issue. Because okay. Norman Hay was insane. Working for the Green Goblin was not as cracked up to be. <laughs> the Green Goblin's a lousy sponsor. Yeah, that's his tri-state. That's, that's as close as we get to track for. Oh, we had the um, the web camera there. That was pretty cool. I realize that's the whole point of the scene, but I, it's still pretty cool. Okay, CGI there. Kind of bad. This is almost 10 years old. Now, one of these shots is like a, a riff on uh, a Maze Fantasy 15. Yeah, you see it on the table. I like Ed Asner is always going to be my Jonah, but this guy, this guy's good. J.K. Simmons. Well, just just in a live action role, I think he's perfect. I love the flat top. Like whose hair does that? <laughs> why why space? He's like what? I, like, I don't think there's a single, like, iota of, like, incorrect they got with Jameson in any of the movies. Don't give it to the girl up front, Peter. It's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> oh, there's Annie Lennox again. What's an Annie Lennox? You've mentioned her a few times. She's the one that's saying, well, watch that video of sweet dreams oh, no, 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 no. of this. Oh, you, you'll yeah. see. Okay. Here's your, here's your girl, man. Ugh. I mean, no, like I said, real talk, Elizabeth Thanks is a good actress. I like her on Scrubs and 30 Rock and everything that she's in, usually. Yeah, she's, like, barely tolerating Peter here. Peter, you have no idea. You had dodged a bullet right there. <laughs> <laughs> Be glad that she shut you down. This scene kind of makes me laugh, because, like, Norma's like, everything's doing so, so is the choice what, of Oscorp as the company name, do you think that's a direct takeoff of uh, LexCorp, or is that something more subconscious? No, it's um, it was in the 90s animated series. And that's a takeoff it, of LexCorp from the Superman comics? Uh, you'd have to ask John Stemper. Why are they I'm asking you. Why are Go they ahead. kicking him out of a, a company that's named after him? Because <laughs> they're dicks. Yeah. <laughs> they they, they want to be skeletalized. <laughs> That's true. I know. I got when I was looking at the title. The title. I was just like, well, ideally he owns the company. There's bald guy, bald wheelchair man, telling him he's going to resign in 30 days. He looks like a vulture. That's that, that's John Locke, actually. You can't do this. Not really, but when you say bald guy in a wheelchair, I think John Locke. <laughs> Never tell me what I can't do. Sorry, I'm getting some mind making here. Max. I love how like like, like this Max guy. Max Young. This okay. guy coming up with with like the cup of tea. They have tea. Yeah. <laughs> like like this is so hilariously douchey. Seriously, <laughs> like, do y'all think that's Max Young in the wheelchair? He just yes, called him Max. A- absolutely, it's Max Young. I am declaring that that is Max Young until you sign me up for something that's not. This is not. Check Peter David's novelization. I should read uh, Macy Gray. Remember when she was relevant? 
<laughs> I try I to like say goodbye and I choke. Oh, shut up. I like that song. That song makes me cry sometimes. When I try to hide it, it's clear. Ah, what comes? This commentary has And then, like, at the end of the video, when, like, at the music video where she's, like, running. Huh. And she did some sort of, um... Uh, Brad Douglas had her music on the uh, Crawl Space podcast, one of the intros. Oh, look. Does it look like Mary Jane's in a kimono there? She is in a kimono. I don't know what she's wearing. Yeah, she is. It's a kimono. What did she think this was? A costume party? <laughs> no, this, this, this is like, a, like the free world. I'm going to impress my father by bringing a geisha. <laughs> Well, well, well. This is you can wear a kimono so without being a gay show. Why? What was that? What was that? What was that? Yeah. If they've been together for this long, why is she dodging his kisses? Because he can't kiss her. She's. They're already at that point in the relationship. That's really sad. I mean, if they're that point, they should not be That's together anymore. Hurt. Dump his ass Spice. on the sidewalk. You know, it's, it's, it, we're past halfway the point of the movie, and like. Max. Really not seen Spider-Man too much yet. Oh, we fired him. For you. Da, 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 da. Oh, you know, singular! I remember when that was Singular's logo. God. You know, I honestly think a, a, a slight failing of this movie is not having a solid scene where you see Spider-Man up close doing stuff. I mean, you see him like here and there. But they make it like really fast and really hard to see. I think honestly, if you had a scene of him like doing something before this scene, it would be cooler. Because up until now, we're literally half over the halfway point, and there's not been that kind of scene. Right. And maybe maybe it was cut with the twin towers or something like that. But I think that they could have done they could have uh, reshot that. Right. Yeah, as it is, the movie doesn't have it. Yeah. No. Like, like it really needs it. We've pretty much not seen Spider-Man, even though like we've kind of seen him in pictures and stuff. At this point, oh, Spider-Man has been active in the shadows. People know about it, but we haven't seen him. Maybe that's maybe that they just decided to just keep him at the uh, urban legend level until this big, you know, showing where he rescues Mary Jane. Maybe. Um, that's the only thing I can think of. There's Stanley. <laughs> he fell out of his wheelchair. He was faking the whole time. You saved your parents, Peter. Good job. Oh, really? Oh, too bad great. they're robots. They're too bad they're robots, yeah. <laughs> you wasted your time. Wow, Mary Jane, you fell on a, piece, a set piece that's obviously not attached to the rest. I thought it was cool. Spider-Man. Say, man, that's one bad outfit. Bad outfit. This scene reminds me of the end of the first Ghostbusters film, and there's all that rubble falling down <laughs> on the people. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this bothers me. This is, like, so ridiculous. Yeah. If he <laughs> has that bomb, why doesn't he just use that all the time? Right, right. He only has <laughs> seven of them, and he has to make That's a one-hit kill bomb. Hello, my dear. Oh, Norman, always flirting with your son's girlfriends. The cute little girl who said it's Spider-Man, that was the role that Kong got in the Spider-Man film in Ultimate Spider-Man. He points up in the sky yeah. and says, it's Spider-Man. I think that kid was on Disney Channel. Billy! That's about to get crushed. Is it Billy Connors? Okay. No. Whatever. It is. It's Billy freaking Connors. Okay, sure. It's Timothy Harrison. I really Spider-Man hate- accidentally gave him leukemia by, like, like, catching him. He said Billy. So oh. what do we all think of the uh, the uh, costumes here? <sighs> okay, I don't mind the Green Goblin costume. That gets so much crap. 
Actually, the the only weak part of it to me is the mask. Whenever Matt Gargan was on the glider at the, earlier in the film with the, the without the mask and the rest of the costume, that looks pretty badass. But um, I don't know. I think that's a nice shot of his ass there. Villain costumes getting changed for the movies, it kind of comes with the territory. So I accepted that easier than I accepted some of the other stuff, like the burglar's death and everything. And of course, there's the the Green Goblin costume from Spider Man Turn Off the Dark. Yeah. Which I will admit, I saw a photo of it, like on stage with all the lighting and everything, and it actually looked, you know, less terrible. But. Really? This cracked me up. Like, did I love he just Miles fly him directly into, those, into that yeah. frame? Yeah, he did. Hurry up, just going to fall into a time dilation for it all if you don't. <laughs> Mary Jane! Yeah, McGuire actually does pull up a couple of Mary Janes here. Yeah, but he can't do it like Barnes. No one can do it like Barnes. <laughs> I oh my cool. god, How like that thing like goes an inch. Oh, oh, oh. How many? Oh, that's thick as crap. We'll meet again, Spider-Man. How very uh, sad. Who's got you? Well, who's got you? Oh, I was totally going to do that joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I think that um, this is just a personal uh, thing, but I think that his the blues on his costume are too dark. This movie, are like too kind of, they're, they're kind of too uh, pastel. And they're not bright enough. Why are you pastel cheering? He's dark. abducting that girl. Stop cheering. <laughs> He didn't put her down. He's abducting her. Uh, I like that. Can you read my mind? Do you know what it is that you do to me? (laughs) I'm a fool. Now this... Stranger from the star. I thought this was a little awkward, just the way she can't tell it's him. I can see what you mean about the blues. They are kind of dull. They almost look black because they're so... Non-blue. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan of black and red Spider-Man, even though everyone else is. Okay, when he says I'm your friendly neighborhood of Spider-Man, my sister and her friends were saying, neighbor, neighbor, get the <laughs> hit there, okay? Your friendly neighborhood neighbor. No, amazing. She said amazing. That would be the most annoying thing. If, like... So, Harry, you are your own comp... Oh, wait, no, that's Peter. <laughs> Harry says, I'm my own competition. You're not Spider Man, Harry. I want to buy you something. I want to make you feel better because I said so. Buy her some pie. How's <laughs> the pie? So good. Oh, God. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, we haven't, we haven't told you, John, but we're making you do two and three at one point. So <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> me and Don have been discussing it. We're like, if we want to do two and three, John will just follow suit. <laughs> you heard it here. And we'll, we'll like we'll like simulate your voice if you don't. Okay, so the Peter, Mary Jane, Harry love triangle. It, it's in all the other medias, and it's like, you know, for storytelling purposes and dramatic purposes, it's really good, but it was surprisingly in the comics very little. Like, Harry and Mary Jane started yeah. dating in the comics, and Peter did not care. And then Mary Jane hit on Peter a few times towards the latter half of Lee's run, and Harry got a little jealous, but it really didn't the whole... start, like, heating up until the drug arc. Like, it's like, that was when Gwen left, and Mary Jane was openly flirting with Peter while she was kind of still with Harry. But Peter being jealous over Harry dating Mary Jane, that was never, ever something that happened in 616 or comic continuity. 
I know some because some people hate six one six. Okay, so is he? Are we based on what happens later in the film? We're supposed to believe that. See, he's not actually making the voice. So I guess it's all in his head at this point. He's not actually verbalizing the talking to himself yet. Here. I really like masks. Not own all those masks. Owning masks is really cool if you want to have a cr- super creepy house. I thought this was a really great bigot of acting. I mean, maybe people find it cheesy, but I thought it was cool. Hey, there's a picture of Emily. Maybe. This seemed very 90s series to me, because like in the 90s series, Norman like would always talk to himself. In the mirror. So you don't think this yeah. is over the top here? I don't care if it is or isn't. I thought it was cool. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's, it, it it's, very well maybe, but... The idea is definitely good. See, I think that the way his voice changes is great because, like, in the cartoon, in the '90s cartoon, Neil Ross would change his Osborne voice to the Goblin voice, but it was always the same voice. So I like the fact that Willem Dafoe could pull that off as well, and he looks different in the mirror and in the, the actual live action and the laboratory. You mean the steroids? Strom died so and no one does right now, right? Oh no, we killed him. <laughs> I don't know. It's not his voice that I mind here. I like the voice. It's the facial expressions. I just think he's like so. This is high. <laughs> yeah. He can make himself look sinister without making himself look corny about it. What are you gonna do? That is not how the Daily Bugle building looks. Damn it. Yeah, Gerard actually uh, mentioned once. It looks oh my like God, a- Annie Lennox, what is your job? What'd you guys think of the Hoffman gag? I didn't mind it. I thought it was cute. The Hoffman. By number three, he he was annoying me. Like, cause there's literally a shot in like number three where Jonas says something, and then you see Hoffman like sticking his like body like into the shot. Like, what about this? I like it. I love the line. I trust my work. He just pitched that cigar out the window. <laughs> you know, this scene is very, very comic booky, but I really like it. No, this is a really cool scene. Betty Brandt. Someone help me, someone help me. Yeah, Betty Brandt, you know, stay on the phone, you know, don't help your boss, you know, because that phone call <laughs> must be more important than the people, than, you know, your, your boss getting attacked by a murderer. I knew you were going to do that. Swear to me. Well, yeah, I mean, you know. Actually, like, like saving Peter, so that's kind of cool. I like that. This, yeah, this entire scene is directly off the Steve Ditko pages. I mean, except for that. <laughs> well, it, it's this is cheesy, but I like it because it is like a comic book. So I guess actually, I, you know what? Even in the comics, he would have said sleep. Yeah, th- th- that whole sequence was straight off of Ditko. I mean, could have been straight off of yeah, Ditko. Page. Complete with Betty Brand staying on the phone instead of you know doing something like hanging <laughs> up the phone because your building's getting attacked. <laughs> Let's have a conversation on the roof. Just, you know, two guys in masks talking like it's Saturday night. We have a beer in our hand. I like it when it, we, we're not up to it yet, but when he, like, you know, leans his shoulder on the. Yeah. <laughs> that's so <laughs> silly. Uh. People say that. Uh, I heard that that's like, that was like, like, that was a point, I think, where people who don't like this movie said, oh, yeah, this movie sucks, and this is why. Well, you but, can't uh, take him seriously at that point. You know, it's just like, you're no longer a villain. You're 
the goblin is in control, so he can kind of do whatever he wants. Yeah, but I don't see Norman doing that. Eh, I don't know. See, Nor- I, I, I don't think Norman is as, as serious as uh, you think he is. Or you, you, you see, I don't see Norman as you see, as serious as you see he is, John. I think just- Here's the shot. Yeah. yeah. Look at the stars, Spider-Man. The he show. needs Dragon Zord power now. <laughs> <laughs> I think he has all the dra- Look at those ears. You can really see him since he's like just sitting there still, the ears up the side of his face, the side of his mask, I mean. And yet you're not. I actually... I can see where they're going with this mask. I think I might be able to forgive the mask. If it just, I don't know. I, wouldn't, I don't know how I would change it, but I would definitely change something. Maybe it's the alien movie lengthened skull thing he has going on. Maybe that's the problem I have with it. What if they had painted that entire back portion purple? Probably not, but you know. They had so many designs of the original Goblin costume in this movie. Um, and a lot of them kind of did look more like the, like the comic book version. And y'all know that the green guy with the mask from this movie shows up in Ultimate Spider-Man, right? Uh, comic book? Yeah. The, uh, uh, in the Hobgoblin story, um, yeah. Harry Osborn goes on this trip that's completely in his head. But he imagines that he finds his dad's secret lair and uh, the Green Goblin mask from the movie and from the regular continuity are in that lair. Even though the Green Goblin in the Ultimate World never wore a mask. Right, I remember that. But like I said, it's all in his head, so it's all this loopy, you know, (coughs) imagination thing. She's wearing eyeliner in that scene or something because she's so tired. Keenan can say cheeseburger now. He says cheeseburger with a two G with two uh, B's. You're making me hungry. I'll take you for a cheeseburger, Mary Jane. I love to eat your cheeseburger. Not so subtle at all, are you there, MJ? This isn't flirting. This is just people talking in sentences slowly and unemotionally, and her asking yeah. questions. I, th- I, th- I think I think MJ is flirting, and he's not getting it. I, I can, I can buy it. She's flirting. When a girl when when a girl suggests that you should be interested, that is definite flirting. There's a uh, the first time girl sent mixed signals. Well, yeah, I mean, girls... No, we know it. Definitely. Us men, not the girls. There's oh, the guys look. From Craven, now they're Craven. bad guys. Those Craven. are the guys from Craven's Last Hunt. Yeah. Give me your purse, and then we do the thing. Okay, this kind of annoyed me the way he... Like, like for some reason, he didn't put on his mask later. Because why? Why? <laughs> why? I don't care if, if, like, he's too fast. They can't see him. Like, like there's no reason. Do the kid a favor, lady, and don't scream. <laughs> I just watched that really recently. It's probably like, 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 like the quote-unquote... Yay, spiderwebs. Yay, wet t-shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah, nipply, 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 nipply. <laughs> oh, wow. No, dude, yeah, no. Like, like six inches long. 
What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Are we Come on, we can we can't make John edit this. <laughs> no, this is all staying in. Uh, this is the best part of the film, though. This, Never. Uh... Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. This yeah, yeah. Like, like, this the is like most fun okay. girls. Girls <laughs> like the most. Oh my god, look at this. Supposedly, yeah, like, the water went up his nose, and, like, they were cold, and this scene was, like, really, really uncomfortable to film. Yeah, oh, I can imagine. Yeah, anything you're doing upside down for any length of time is going to be uncomfortable. And, like, like this is, like, 3 a.m. in the morning. And they were both admitted to the hospital for cootie treatments. <laughs> Tell McGuire beating those guys up with his uh, screen test for the movie. And, and this and upside down kiss here, I mean, this is the most iconic moment in this film, I think. In the series. I think the entire series. For the, tr- the entire I- trilogy. I think yeah. it's on on the back of like the DVD in some editions. I, th- I think this is the girl's most favorite part. I remember my ex girlfriend said that this is her favorite part of the movie. I really want to know cool if scene. that mask works. Oh, uh, in the that was our features, kiss. Yeah, like like when he's when he's fighting and stuff, it's like the whole top part of the suit is like one part. When he takes it off, it's like a separate. It's just like a separate costume. Okay. But like when he's like moving his neck around, it's like in the comic books where it looks like it's one whole bodysuit. They were all chewing on each other's bottom lips there. It was weird. Yeah, it was hot. I've never kissed like that before. Upside down like that? With rain going in your nose? I wouldn't recommend it. It's kind of uncomfortable. I actually have had an upside down kiss, but not not hanging from a building. I'm sure I've had like a laying down upside down kiss, but never like a me hanging upside down. Yeah. Like, as close as, that's like, as close as it gets. This is probably like this will probably lead to like one of the more cheesier moments in the movie. I will fully admit. I've been giving a lot of leeway until now. Just like that's Martha Goblin. Connors. I actually think she's the same actress who pulled Billy out of the crowd earlier. No, that woman had like dark hair, didn't she? We should oh, go back and look. Okay, everybody, pause the movie. We're, no, just kidding. That is the same shot earlier when he was speaking in his like wrestling costume. That's the exact same like animation, but they just like digitized it with his costume on. Spider-Man, you just broke a window unnecessarily. Unnecessarily, because the fire is not going to break that window. Because people care about windows right now. Oh. Oh yeah. Okay. If my dad was here and my brother, they would tell you like probably eight errors and with like windows. with like the way that this movie's fav- portraying firefighters. First of all, they're supposed to cover their faces like and for a reason. So yeah, like. My dad was martial arts and firearms. He would count the rounds. And he would also tell you if they were using an actual form. My brother likes this scene where he says, not coming back, Chief. See, I, I like this where you can actually see all of Spider-Man in the, day, in, the, in the broad daylight. I like this little interchange with him and the cop. Yeah. I won't be. Not coming back. Like my brother likes that. Now I like I like where like, like everything until the goblin reveals to be some dude in a dress. Is okay, while well, he's uh, walking through the fire here, I want to talk about his webs for a second because he just he shoots the web, and then the web automatically contracts. Like the web is obviously like... stretchy in this, and we talked about it on the show being stretchy or not before, but uh, it's like it shoots out stretchy and then it contracts after it dries, and that's weird to me. That's one of the scenes where, like, you know, where did the spider sense go? It's very, very come and go in this in the series. 
Is that the turn you into bones and ashes bomb? No, because he never he's he's never going to use those again. That would make too much oh, sense. Oh no, that's the bomb that turns into laser razor bats or whatever they are. If you have a bomb that can turn people into bones, you can rule the world. But you'd have to, you know, actually use that bomb. Norman doesn't. This fire is a pretty blood, cool scene. Fire to blood, is this pre matrix or post matrix? Oh, this post-matrix. is post matrix, son. <laughs> well, like this, like, like A, where did the spider sense go to one of those goblin and B? I can't believe the goblin would be in a burning building and like pose as an old woman. Yeah. I, I find that kind of ridiculous. Or that he would like put on a fake mustache and go talk to mobsters as a disguised version of Norman. Okay, well to be fair <laughs> with the whole spider sense thing, he's in a burning building, so like He's it's, probably surrounded by spider sense triggers. Yeah. Oh yeah, what the stuff ever. <laughs> what the stuff ever. I like it. Oh. He looks like he's coming down from like a big high. He does. Ecstasy's a powerful drug, Harry. What, did the serum was that called anything in this movie? It was. I know it wasn't called Globulin Green or anything, but Globulin Green. <laughs> Work was murder. Wink at the audience. That was in the trailer. Some of the like commercials and trailers. <laughs> I love how Defoe was like like <laughs> drooling at uh, Kirsten Dunst right here. Like he'll do it. He's got like second. really creeper. I'm sorry to interrupt you. He's got really creeper eyes though when he's looking at Mary Jane. Yeah, no, it's this. this <laughs> it's so he, he gives a look at Harry like, oh yeah, Harry, you picked a real sexy mama here. I, like, like right here, like it's meant to be creepy, and it is. This is really funny. And Mary Jane's, and he's all like, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's awesome. Mary Jane's totally creeped. Now this scene, yeah, I, I like this scene, but like this is a different costume when he yanks it off. This was a good scene. How it was filmed. Well, the, the ceiling is, like, ungodly high. I'm... S- Go for it. Just, just just, do it, man. Yeah, it's... Movies where, like, people don't see people, like, that are obviously, like, on the ceiling. Like, you can see the ceiling when you walk into a room, usually. Why don't people ever look up? I don't get Peripheral that. Peripheral vision is not, like, you know, limited to three stories. Well, in this particular room, the ceiling is, you know, 17 feet above the floor, so... Good thing he has that goblin helps. hearing. Right. And blood was that blood was fake. Spider blood. He squints. It's like something is wrong. The ceiling is bleeding. <laughs> ceilings and ceilings don't bleed. Or do they? <laughs> That's a nice shot. Oh come on! No one's gonna look out the window. Well, like you say, seventeen stories high, or like what John said. Um, Drake Franco looked like he was getting bored. He's like, "Where is this guy? Oh, there he is." Cranberries without like sugar and stuff that makes cranberry sauce is really really nasty. Just There's say. been a big time skip because it's Thanksgiving now. In November. Yeah. So like, and we don't know like what month the field trip was on. So then before he graduated. So this movie can take place like in like a six eight months. So she slaps him, and like evil comes out of him. Well, of course, he's digging he... his freaking fingers into the dessert, into the sweet potatoes. That's so nasty. <laughs> Evil comes out of him. That's, why he, that's why he makes her finish the prayer later. Oh, <laughs> is that why? I like the version of this in uh, the superhero movie spoof where, like, I met a crazy girl on Craigslist. <laughs> that is a nasty cut. The There's only one way he could get cut like Norman's that. brain. 
Okay, for real though, I've come home from work with cuts like that. I'm sorry. I know I can have I have an idea, but I'm not. Gonna and you're say. not even Spider-Man. Yeah. Well. Well, I, I I wasn't fighting the Green Goblin, but you know, I mean, my family didn't like look at me like, hmm, something's up. Josh, are are you Daredevil? <laughs> yes, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> The fact that Peter is Spider-Man has come to my attention. I must go get my my green underoos. <laughs> and he's well, he dares to wear a green. McGuire's like, oh, enjoy a fruitcake. Uh, uh, here we go, telling Mary Jane off. Okay, now he was just checking her out. So why is he all? Oh, of course that's that's typical male. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no. There's a reason why you're checking her out. You check out the beauty and 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 put down the woman. She is hot, therefore she must be a bimbo. I apologize on behalf of my gender. I apologize for nothing. Oh wow. That yeah, that's that's really dickish. Boinker and throw her out the window. I would never I would never suggest that to my son. To yourself? <laughs> <laughs> if I were like uh, Norman Osborne's age, I would never say that. I would I would hope not. And then Harry defending him. Like, like, this is a very uncomfortable scene for Aunt May and Peter. They're like, I don't know. The first Thanksgiving since Uncle Ben died. <laughs> It'll be I like how one. she's Aunt May to everybody. Like, she's never really talked to Mary Jane before because obviously the next door neighbors never associated with each other, but she's still Aunt May. I can't. Do not own so many masks, dude. But they look so cool. Really? Make him suffer. Make him wish we were dead. Make him wish we were dead. And then say yes. This is what it sounds like when doves cry. <laughs> I did I didn't like I like how this scene starts out with like the the picture of Uncle Ben. But then <laughs> he says, Hey, you're saying the Lord's Prayer? Finish it right now. It's like he he should have like blown off from the side. This is for slapping my hand at Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, he's totally. <laughs> you is this like later that night? Yeah. Like, what does that even mean? Deliver us from evil because. Why not uh, deliver us from evil means, but why is he making her scream the Lord's Prayer at him? She doesn't have a prayer. I, I, I think that's the idea. This is very harrowing, actually. So this is Thanksgiving night. The rest of this movie happens on Thanksgiving night. I don't Gosh. know. I guess no, because like it's like the next day and stuff. And is it the next day? Yeah, because like 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 when him, go Harry, to the room. him, MJ, and Harry are in the room. He I don't know. What he, he's like all in shock. Well, you know, you were knocked out for a while. He could have taken your mask off. This is true. I wonder if there are any, like, Silver Age purists that were, like, complaining that the Goblin's identity wasn't a secret in this movie. Are you? <laughs> if they are, I want to slap them. Yeah. <laughs> if you're out there and you're upset <laughs> that the Green Goblin's identity was never secret in this film, you are no longer allowed to listen to Amazing Spider-Man classics. Goodbye. I will slap. Life. Turn girlfriend. off your iPod. Listen to, listen to something else, like Two True Freaks. <laughs> Which is a good show. Uh, yeah. 
Listen to other good stuff out there, but don't listen to our show. <laughs> you don't deserve the quality. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> you don't deserve. <laughs> I think this thing is cut out in like syndication in the movies and then the television. The Mary Jane visit. Either this scene or the one where Aunt May says, "Ha, here I'm Superman." That may, that may that may be the scene that's cut out. That scene was in the commercials and it was played for laughs yeah, all the time. That's because Harry's a douche. Like honestly, though, this Mary Jane is like leading this guy on. Uh, Why is she? Mary Jane being in love with Spider-Man. Like, okay, yes, obvious. Oh, aunt, fi- Go for it, Josh. Go for it. Let him loose. <laughs> faker, 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 faker. She's a shipper. But yeah. Like, Mary Jane being in love with Spider-Man when she doesn't know that he's Peter Parker, for some reason I have a problem with that. And, like, you know, there's some people say, well, in Parallel Lies, you know, before she, she knew he was Peter Parker and she saw him on TV, she was starstruck. But that's, like, different. She's yeah, like, being actually, starstruck is, I mean... Here she's being Lois Lane. Yeah. She's yeah, being exactly. Lois Lane in love with a superhero while, you know, the secret identity is standing there in front of her. Well, listeners, what do you think? Should Mary Jane have loved Spider-Man or not? Just email in and find out. I never, I never, I never, I never really thought about it one way or another, to be honest. And Mary Jane, like, buys all this. Oh, I'm his personal photographer. Oh, okay. I'm not going to ask you if you're kidding or not. <laughs> oh, and you talk to him all the time? Yeah. Oh, so so you and Spider-Man in a personal relationship and, like, it's never come up before? <laughs> like, she accepts this information, like, very easily. Like, if you were to tell me that you were Paris Hilton's personal photographer and, like, you knew her really well, I- I'd say, nah. But, but this, this little bit right here where he's, like, telling her what he hypothetically said to Spider-Man when he's actually telling her what he thinks about her, this is really, really sweet. Yeah, I, I think this is pretty uh, pretty gutsy of him just to, like, let that come out. And I, I think as undervalued as she has been so much of her life... I think she is getting something from this little scene right here from Peter that she's never gotten before. Yeah, that's a very good looking into it, John. You know, this this script gets a lot of crap, and some of it is deserved. But I thought this was extremely well written. Like this, this, and then he's like, "Oh, something like that." Like she's about to cry. Then they have sex on Aunt May's hospital bed. <laughs> Something like that. As, 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 as Harry is like, yeah. if, there, if there's a window in the door, Harry would be like peeking I in the window. couldn't agree with you more. Harry. <laughs> I don't know if you know, John, but like, there's like a... You know, a, a dozen episodes in the '90s show where, like, Harry would show up, like, you know, stage right to pe- and make a comment about how Peter and Mary Jane are like dating behind his back, and then get angry and talk about friendship, and then the exit stage left. <laughs> this reminds me of that. Oh, I can explain, Harry. Your hands were half were touching. <laughs> <laughs> Those sad eyes. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I'm tied to somebody else. I can't hold hands with you. I don't remember this scene. Dad, why are you laughing? <laughs> He's just, you know, 
watching porn. That's all. <laughs> Who cackles when they watch porn? Never mind. <laughs> Don't you? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> People are running around doing crazy stuff. She's uh-huh. in love with Peter. She was holding hands with Peter while his Aunt May's in the hospital, Harry. You're such a... Uh. Peter, but the, Harry is admitting that he's a douche because, yeah, Peter's always loved her, the dick. Even though I took her when he was on his. This is a moment that we didn't get in the um, in the comics because Norman was a Norman was a dick to Harry all the way up until he first lost his memory in issue forty. Mm-hmm. That's why I find that the Harry Norman relationship in comics so confusing because it just it really does like waffle whoever's writing it, even like, amnesia or not. It, I I find it very inconsistent. This is weird. That was weird. Yeah. What the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this scene is cut out of syndication. Really in a coma, were you? I did what I had to do to get you and Mary Jane the hold hands. <laughs> excellent, excellent. I love how he's like, you were supposed to be asleep. No, this is a serious thing. <laughs> oh man, you were just fooling, huh? This is the silly part of the script coming in again. Yeah, this is where the nostalgic critic had fun with this. This did suck. <laughs> oh well. Peter has to be such a such a twerp. Because you only live next door to each other for how many years? And you never talked to her. That was stupid of you, Peter. Your next door neighbors. You silly. Even the Green Goblin. <laughs> Even the Green Goblin. Oh, that's right. That's what says, oh, shoot. I gotta go save her from the Green Goblin now. For your next door neighbors. Are you here? Call me when you get in, okay? Alright, well... There's a weird line. Don't go down the alleys. Yeah. Hello? I think, um... I think that, uh, this scene was... Like, there was a scene in the movie where it showed the Green Goblin grabbing Mary... Or not in the movie. In the game... That showed the Green Goblin grabbing uh, Mary Jane. I think there was a, there was a uh, there was a cinematic in the before the final level. Okay. And, and do you know this, John? Do I have what? Video game. In the movie video game, you could have different costumes. You get the Spider-Man oh. costume, the wrestling costume, the Green Goblin costume, or a Mary Jane skin. And at the very end, when you beat every the Green Goblin, uh, your character and then Mary Jane's kiss kiss. So you can, you can have it where Mary Jane kisses Mary Jane. 
So when you're doing the Mary Jane skin, is she just wearing like this outfit, or what is she wearing? She's like wearing like 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 a like a, uh, uh, like a, a shirt and jeans. So you can go around the entire game swinging on webs as Mary Jane. Yes. That's fun. It's unexpected. And I, <laughs> no, because I have this, and I, I remember like like like, like parents getting upset when when I was found out that you can have Mary Jane kiss Mary Jane. That's it was it was, lots, it was very lulzy. It's like her clone. Yeah. <laughs> when she kisses Dima Goblin. <laughs> I guess. Ultimate Dima Goblin. Save the guys from the train. Not the train. What is that? Cable car. Yeah. For is it? Is like in the middle? Or is it? That's not in the middle of the night. But like, why are they on there? Yeah. Why are there that many people going on the car all at one time? Well, the car like waits forty-five minutes before, it <laughs> so it can be fully loaded up. So if you get there, if you're one of the first, you really, really have to wait a long time. It's actually faster if you just walk down, but they don't want to do that. I thought that's pretty cool how he, like, pulled, like not pull forward, but, like, uh, shot himself. Him, sling, yeah, slingshot himself. There's actually quite a bit of really good Spider-Man action in this movie. I think the action is always a consistent high part of all the movies. I like how he keeps his mask on for a lot of the movie, too. Yes. That's yeah, don't get used to that. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm mentioning it, because in this, he's Spider-Man, and he enjoys being Spider-Man. Even, at, even when I was 13 years old, I, was, I wasn't as, um, I, I, I wasn't as uh, um, learned as I am now. Even then, this, this is where like, the comic book elitist got in me, started to take over, and I was like, uh-huh, Gwen Stacy, uh-huh, I can tell. <laughs> you're not fooling me Raimi I know, I exactly. know. <laughs> when I was 13 years old Peter Parker was dealing with the fact that his parents had shown back up ah. when oh, I was 13 what? years old Peter was dealing with John Byrne Aww. my brother says like when, when, when Spider-Man does this he, he's always like damn because <laughs> he thought he was like sport, um, sold out the kids oh <laughs> Like, damn, Spider-Man. That's gotta hurt. I just pulled my arm out of my socket! Well, yes, the, the superhuman strength. Shut up, Kirsten. Oh, Mary Jane keeps screaming. And his eyes are all showing now. Why are his eyes showing now? They they were earlier in the movie. Well, I know. I mean, he can he can retract the eyelids, but why is he doing it now? He wants to see. He wants to, he wants to watch this for himself. So... The Gwen Stacy bridge thing was retold with Mary Jane in the 90s series and in Ultimate and in here. Marvel Knights. Uh, well, like retold as I mean like when they adapt Gwen Stacy to replace her with Mary Jane. Okay, yeah. yeah, And Ultimate comes here. As opposed to like issues of like 616 where Mary Jane's kidnapped um, and like just like Gwen Stacy. And that, okay, well in, that, in the Ultimate Comics arc though, that Goblin arc, like the fourth volume of the trade, did this movie come out before then? Or had, had, did that come out after this movie? That came out after this movie. The Green Goblin, the second right. Green Goblin story where he captures Mary Jane and throws her off a bridge. That I was... love that story in the comics, by the way. I really... I don't have the issues in front of me to look at cover dates, but I'm pretty sure it was after this movie. Because this movie came out when the, the comic had only been around for 12 or 18 issues. Mm 
Oh, the, the Goblin Glider is purple. I don't know if I've ever noticed that. It sounds like silver or something. The Goblin Glider is awesome. Like, as many as many troubles or problems as I might have with his mask, I think the glider is an excellent design. Mm. Oh, here we go. Here's everybody's favorite part of the movie. In New York. Yeah, because New York has a sense of... Um, Unity. Community, yeah. Well, no, no, the, the, the reason for this is that this is, like, right after... Uh, yeah, I, yeah, this is right after 9-11. It's just... So I said, hey, let's do this. And, like... I mean, it was, like... like, like is like where to me the movie went from like okay this is a cool movie to like this is awesome because like the music goes and Spider-Man's just getting the, the crap kicked out of him and I was like okay this reminds me of Sp- this is like a Spider-Man comic to me I love this entire end sequence oh yeah with him falling and webbing and trying this to stop him from dying I love that I love that oh and then there's a bomb that's gonna turn you into bones no why would Norman use that one <laughs> maybe he meant to and he grabbed the wrong one no, he just grabbed the one where it would show Tobey Maguire's face. <laughs> this is the unmasking bomb. Misery, misery, misery. I, 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 I'm just like, geeking out right now. I never get, I never get tired of this. <laughs> like to me, that this, like this, really, like even as a kid, like this embodied like all the stuff I had learned about Spider-Man. Like just like getting the crap to get out of him, and like, like, like. Especially like when he, like it's not happened yet, but when he does, apparently when they're filming this, Will and Defoe actually punched Tobey Maguire several times, and they left. Wouldn't, it in. wouldn't you? Punch <laughs> the star of the movie. One I time. like Tobey Maguire. I don't want that punish. I love this. It was an easy joke. Oh yeah, the web stuff is pretty cool. I love how because you see it like forming a, the giant web. It's not just automatically there. Right. I actually like a lot of the webbing effects in this film. I like the textures they use. I like the way the webbing looks. Like, whenever they zoom in on it sticking to stuff, like, whenever he, you know, shoots out a strand and it grabs something and you see, like, the little delta of web attached to the surface, it's pretty cool. This this is funny. Now that you really pissed me off. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was good. And you're like, look at his face. Like yeah, there's that. But do you realize how long it took me to make those stupid glass lenses just the right shape and size? I don't think so. He's got a trident. <laughs> like, yoink from name Who one. wants trident? I do, I do. I can use some trident right now. Yeah, I, was gonna, I wasn't going to say, Don, but yeah, you might. I, I have an addiction I need some trident. Whoa! We all know that that's not how he dies. He's pulling a carry right now. No, I'll get to when we die. I have an in-theater story experience about that. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Four, five, still alive. (laughs) (laughs) Zuba! You're about ten years off for that one, Josh. This movie is nine years old now. Next year is going to be ten. Wow. Mm. 12. We should take it to Chuck E. Cheese for its birthday. <laughs> if, if, if the apocalypse doesn't destroy it first. Well, it was Norman? 
I haven't been paying attention. I totally did not realize it was Norman. <laughs> I thought it was Jameson. Now, it's interesting because they were playing up to so much the conflict between the two personalities earlier in the film that, yeah. you know, you could start to buy into it, of course, until he pushes the button on his wrist. Right here. This part right here, yeah. like, like, like the, the 13-year-old comic book elitist in me, I leaned over to my mom and I said, okay, mom, whatever you do, don't scream. Because you just knew what was going to happen. Right. You can see the the glider like turning to the audience and like shushy nush like shh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like usually, I don't I don't like like villain deaths in comic book movies, but this one, I totally I totally I I liked because it was right out of the comic books. Oh, now you're gonna say that. Yeah. Well, not one who was alive. Why would you want to do that? But this was way more grisly because like watch where it hits them. It's like down. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No more little Osborns coming now. Tell that to Gwen and Lily. <laughs> oh, not your Lily, but Lily Hollister. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Don't tell Harry that I died <laughs> with this the machine way. sticking out of my crotch. <laughs> Don't tell Harry that it got me in the balls. <laughs> Remember, it stuck me through my chest, not my balls. Don't feel emasculated. Yeah, he, yeah, you didn't let me finish, Spider-Man. You could have told him I was the goblin. I just meant, don't tell him that I died in such a humiliating no, manner. No, final line. Peter, don't tell Harry. Is that out of character? Is that, you know, you not care? <laughs> I don't really even really know what he means by that. I mean, they had a, a bonding moment right at the end there, so I guess it kind of helps put it in context. But Oh, Harry. What kind I, of outfit is that? Are you a drama major? Doink! Spider-Man Daybreak, my father. We're doing that again. <laughs> is there a gun in any in every drawer of the house? Like, it yes. just happens to be in the like... Osborne house, there is a gun in every drawer. Don't you have a gun in every drawer? And a mask on every wall. Um. Okay, one of those tombstones is going to say Stacy. Is it really? Yeah. That's kind of cool. She dies in the movie. Until she he shows up in the third film. That was it's, her uh, it's Paul Stacy, of course. He died somehow. <laughs> it's G Stacy from uh, that brand new day story. One day spider. Oh, I just remembered that. I remember JR commenting on uh, Franco actually being a little wooden in the scene in his articles. Like Spider Man will pay. I swear he will I pay. hate Spider Man. <laughs> Thank God for you, Peter. <laughs> Why? It's a good thing that I like you. Why, if you were Spider Man, I would stab you in the chest right now. But instead you're not Spider Man, so I will hug you. Yeah, this this is like right out of the comics with Yardy. I don't know if I would call him wooden here. I mean when you're dealing with intense levels of grief, it's really hard to emote. And I mean you you just don't. You kind of withdraw, so I think it kind of works. Oh, that's right. You're narrating this story, Peter. I forgot because you only did it in the first. I do remember right. all the trailers. Like, you know, you want to know who I am? Do you really, really want to know? It's a mystery. You won't figure it out. Okay, I'm gonna tell you, but he just yes. So when I saw this Carson, movie, the only Spider-Man movie. I knew was you know some bits from the early '90s and then my 20 issues of reprints. I really didn't have a whole lot of Spider-Man under my belt. So this whole like, this is my life. This is my curse theme that they're going with in the opening and closing narration here. I just didn't really get that. I didn't really It was, a, it was very ho- ho- Hollywoodized. But 
I mean, I can see it with Spider-Man now. I mean, knowing more about him and realizing how much problems being Spider-Man has caused him, I kind of get it. But... I don't mind it. I mean, he doesn't... Actually, he does do it in every single movie. Never mind. Well, I, did I really you, and, and then how it should have ended thing. He's like, Spider-Man, stop narrating! Yeah. Okay, she puts her hand on his face. This, it's, it's, it's hilarious, this blooper coming up. I'll, I'll point it out. Well, Norman said in the deleted scene to Harry, don't worry, Mary Jane will kiss Peter over my dead body. <laughs> uh, not really, but it was an easy joke. <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> so over sweet. my dead body. <laughs> on my grave. <laughs> at my funeral. <laughs> While you le- well, after you leave. Don't worry, Harry. And I won't do anything Harry, distasteful. Like, oh, I, I forgot my glasses. What? Peter! I just can't help myself. Da, da, da. <laughs> okay, so there's speculation that like when she kisses him, she recognizes the Spider-Man kiss, which is why oh, yeah. like she, which is why she has the big eyes and says "Wow," because like that's, she yeah, that, 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 that's the tease at the end of the movie. It's, it's, yeah, it's totally Chase Meridian, like 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 at the very end. I, like I thought that was how I thought that's legitimately the way to do it. And the entire second part of the movie where she doesn't know who he is is like a waste of time. But instead, you have to go be an angster. <laughs> You're really trying to popularize that term, aren't you, John? <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen in listener land, what do you call an emo gangster? An angster. That's great. Now, uh, what? Her hand is on his face. Yes, it has been for a while watch, now. Watch, really watch, awesome. watch. Now, 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 keep on watching for like the next forty-five seconds. I'm still watching. He's, he he wants to be there. He wants to take care of her, except oh, that he's not going to actually kiss her anymore. Her hand is moving, I'm noticing, actually. Like, in one shot, it's on her ear, but then when it cuts to, like... Okay, watch point, right now. Watch where it goes yeah, to it's like, watch and right then now. it's not on her ear. That's watch, a blooper. Watch, watch. Yeah. <laughs> it's false. Oh. <laughs> and then it goes, like, on there again. Kirk, Kirk Connors. <laughs> oh, God, it's me. back again. Yeah, that was a comedy. <laughs> it's kind of like a comedy now. Yeah, but then like it's on it's on his ear, and then like then it's not on his ear. It's almost it's, like I mean there there were at least three different sets of shots they were using there, and in wow. the third one the hand wasn't up, and then she's like oh, that kiss. Now how long did it take her to realize that? Uh, I thought she realized it after she kissed him when she said wow. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I always thought that. Now this 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 very last sequence with the web swing I thought it was terrific. I thought yeah that's how you do it. This is my career. I'm Spider-Man. Who am I? Spider-Man. That is a dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I thought this was pimp. I really, I love this. And I still love this. I think it's like... And this is the sequence they use in the opening DVD menu. Yeah, they do. Which was on for a while when we, when we BSed until we started recording this. Yeah. Bess was like, okay, you have to start the movie. I don't want to watch this over and over again. I love that. Like like the double, the double web swing thing. Yeah. Uh, I oh, it's the American great. flag! Yay, New York! Has Bess been sitting and watching the movie with you this whole time? No, no, she went to bed before we started doing this. But before we started doing it, um, the movie was playing uh, again, and she was watching it. So I don't know what she got to. This is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Oh my you god. Know, I can't believe that we're actually fans of this character. It's really pretty bad. Or Carjacker. They don't Dr. even Mendel give him Strong. a name. Miss Brandt. They don't call her Betty. Oh, nice. 
They don't call her Mace like a. Like they do call, call MJ's mom Madeline Watson, um, which is uh. That's wrong. Uh, Macy Gray was played by herself. That's oh, well. crazy. Punk Rock yeah. Girl was played by Lucy Lawless. But yeah, Ma- Madeline uh, Madeline Watson was uh Mary Jane's mom in the comics. Really, I thought the, I thought she had a different name. No, Madeline. Wa- it was Madeline and Philip. Michael Moore, was the second assistant director. Oh hey. Oh God, I forgot about this. <laughs> <laughs> and they say that a hero saved, and they're watching us, watching us. <laughs> so I talked about this with Don on the phone a few days ago, but like, I honestly forgot that it was coming. Watch this to the the, the classic Spider-Man theme, but I, you know I like this song, but people I hate Nickelback, so. God, no! I was te- I used to babysit this boy um, back in high school, and like when this movie came out on DVD, one of the special features was the music video, and the kid would watch the music video, and he'd always go around the house saying, "And they're watching us, watching us, watching us." <laughs> so we have completed our first year on this show. This is pretty awesome. A year of drama. Hookups, divorce, marriage, sex. <laughs> and then right. Spider-Man comics. Yeah. <laughs> so if we can get another 40 issues done in the next year, that'll put us after the um, clay tablet, after the main Ramita run, we have John Buscema and Jim Because like, a lot of stuff is like, yeah, like, like a lot of it is like him like heavily inked. Right. Like, uh, or doing just breakdowns, whatever, and and we'll have a couple of spectacular Spider-Man issues under our belt. Um, we'll see. <laughs> it's going to be a good year. We have a lot of really core, you know, classic Spider-Man stuff ahead of us. It's it's going to be a really good year. And as as Ian Wilson said, it depends on whether we're still alive, like each other, and are able to record podcasts. Hiatus yeah. is notwithstanding, and special diversions like. Um, uh, the eventual untold tales in chapter one episodes. We got to do oh, yeah. those. We really should do those. I hold on to lots of ideas, lots of things we're kicking around for the future. And some of your favorite guest co-hosts will be coming back. Yes. <laughs> and some and others won't be. <laughs> <laughs> and they're watching. Uh, I wonder if Riley would listen to the show. Overall, like just I still talk to him. Um, like before, before we uh. Um, close out with more thoughts on the year. What else do we think about this movie? Like final. Oh, thoughts? if you stay till the end of the credits, it's gonna do the '60s Spider-Man theme. Someone told me that when I went to the theaters that night, and I made my dad wait for it. Okay. Yeah, cool. I, I said I was gonna play the, the, the classic theme. But I, I really like this movie. Whenever I first saw it, before I found out the internet had a lot of problems with the Green Goblin and everything, um, and then I realized that I was gonna agree with them. Uh, I actually really, really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was a great adaptation of the character. I really enjoyed the film. I do remember that um, when I first, when I was walking out of this movie, my family, I thought, okay, this is easily the best superhero movie that's ever been made. And and it's funny because I literally just thought the same thing when I walked out of Spider-Man 2. <laughs> now, see, I, was X2 out by this point? No, X2 no. came out in 2003. Okay, okay. So, I'll at this point, my favorite sp- superhero movies would have been the first Batman movie and the first X-Men movie. 
My thing has 30 seconds left. Oh, I was about to say, yeah, when are they going to do Spider-Man? Because I have yeah, 30 seconds left. When there's a classic Spider-Man film theme right there. It's our classics music. They're playing our theme Aww. in this movie. That's amazing. We didn't get any royalties. Yeah, because obviously we, we made the song ourselves. Well, thank you all for listening to the episode. <laughs> it's like you're doing the voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in in, in about ten days for another action-packed adventure with Amazing Spider-Man Classics. We have... Who's next? Oh, the return of... No. Crap. Bob, I don't right? know what's Bob, in the next Bob. episode. All my episode calendars are mixed up in my head. It's, it's, join, it's, us in, join us in the next episode where special guest host Steve Dicko will talk about the I issue. I know what it is. We're having uh, a... <laughs> issue 41 with the Rhino and then an annual 3 with the Avengers. That's next. Oh, yeah. That's where the Wasp talks about her Wasp instincts. And the, the Avengers spend way too much time staring at a picture to study somebody. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and miscommunication makes like the whole world like basically get like messed over. All this plus the Hulk. <laughs> if you want us to do the Donner cut of Spider-Man one, um, email. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Good stuff. Yeah, the, the Donner. We're like, okay, well, that, in the Lester cut, Spider-Man throws like a giant spider at the Green Goblin, and it like turns into cellophane. Well, it's not that, the Donner cut; it's the Gantry Lawrence cut of Spider-Man one. Right, and then, like, when he kisses Mary Jane, she forgets the events of the whole movie. And then she's in a coma, because she has, like, the mind of a five-year-old, because he kissed her too hard. And she forgot, like, you know, the last <laughs> X amount of years of her life. And then Spider-Man Spider says, um, it's, it's, instead of saying, it's you who I thought God would be out of your mind, he says, what's the matter, never heard of freedom of the press? I don't get that. Ah, damn. <laughs> That's the difference between, like, the Donner Cut and the Lesser Cut from uh, Superman 2. Okay. I don't, yeah. He, he says, um, General, you want to step outside in the lesser cut? Or, no, no. In the Donner cut, he says, What's the matter? Ever heard of Freeman in the press? In the, in the Donner cut, he says, Gentlemen, we want to step outside. Or it might be vice versa. Whatever. I saw them both recently. Uh, I actually haven't seen the Donner cut. I saw clips of it on YouTube. I bought it, yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. It was different enough that, like, you know, I went to buy it. But you guys, but you guys in Listener Land don't care about it because that's not Spider Man. The Donner Cut of Spider-Man. That would be a fun thing to Yeah, <laughs> You don't care about it because you've not seen the Donner Cut of Spider-Man. It's only we have seen it. Because yeah, only... <laughs> yeah, Richard Donner made it just for us. I was like, dude, that's like a, you know, $50 million budget. And, you know, really? You're only going to show it to three people? That's like a big way. She says, I don't care. I'm such a big fan of the show. Right. Because we're in with Donner like that. Yeah. Some of my best friends are named Don. <laughs> like who? Like oh oh oh! I see, I see. Check, check, and mate. <laughs> I like it because like like I think we're like still recording. Like this is like yeah. Okay, you can probably press stop now. I did. Oh, when? <laughs> uh, it was around the uh, around the time that he blew off Spider-Man's mask. No, no. When did he? When did you stop the recording for for real? I actually haven't stopped it. It's still going. Oh. <laughs> for the one-year anniversary, <laughs> a half-hour blooper section. <laughs> Can we find interesting enough material to fill it up? Stay tuned, webheads. And yeah, that's kind of exactly what happened. Um, we had 
quite a good time after the movie was over, just talking and joking around, and so I've moved all that to the back section. If you were here for the uh, one-year anniversary movie commentary, that is done. Thank you so much for listening, but there is more to be had after the closing music. So I want to thank you for listening to the show. We have had an amazing year. We look forward to more. And the listening audience is so much larger than I ever expected it being. And I want to thank all of you for downloading the show every month, regardless of lateness and all that other stuff, because I know that I'm not the most regular of producers. At least, I don't always meet my own deadlines. Maybe y'all don't really care. But um, I do hope that you continue to keep in touch with the show. Our email address is... Amazing Spider-Man Classics at gmail.com. We will be having your emails in the next episode. And you can also contact the show by going to the website at amazingspiderman.libsen.com and leaving notes there on the postings for each episode. There is also a link on that page to our Facebook page, which you can like to follow updates of new episodes whenever they are released and all those other things. I do want to remind you before we go that this show, Amazing Spider-Man Classics, is brought to you every month by Roll2Play at Roll2Play.com, where they are currently running a 10% off on all Settlers of Catan games and expansions. One of the featured items among those discounted is the Settlers of Catan Travel Edition for those who like to play on the go. It is nice and compact with rules uh, modified for easy play on the go. That is $25.20 on Roll2Play.com. You can also find Roll2Play on Facebook if you search Roll2Play, all one word, spelled with the number 2. Next episode, we have Avengers meeting up with Spider-Man in Amazing Spider-Man Annual number 3, as well as the first stampede of the Rhino in Amazing Spider-Man number 41. And until then, thank you very much for listening to Amazing Spider-Man Classics in association with SpiderManCrawlspace.com. My name is John Wilson. Good night. going to happen in Spider-Man 2. Um, they've been well, rumoring that the villain is going to be the lizard. Yeah, that's a rumor every movie. I'm, but you know, not that there hasn't been more than one. Well, they movie. teased it in this one because they mentioned Dr. Connors firing him. Yeah, but then they're pals in the next movie. There must be multiple Dr. Connors. But there is no next movie, right? It's 2002. I don't know what a podcast is. <laughs> There's no such thing as <laughs> You know, I read about podcast in a newspaper article in like 2005. No, in 2002, I was I would have been in like seventh grade. Smallville, Smallville was just out right that year. Oh yeah, Smallville yeah. Was, just finished its first season. Oh, God, I remember I remember seeing I remember seeing the second episode 
That show's not going to last more than a few seasons. Well, it's for his high school years, so it's only going to last like four years. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, okay, th- this whole like freak of the week thing that they're doing, you know, I understand that they can't bring in anyone like Doomsday or Darkseid or General Zod, you know, because that doesn't work with the show, but it, it-, it would be more interesting. John, leave all this in. This is gold. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> bring in Brainiac. I mean, how, how would they bring in Brainiac? Well, you know, they could have a <laughs> normal guy, like like get some British guy to play him and have him be, I don't know, master <coughs> uh, high school teachers or something. What? Oh, oh, Brainiac's his high school teacher. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, like his science teacher, you know, because. Yeah. Yeah. And Doomsday is dating Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> My ass. Right. Doomsday is dating your ass. No, no, like like my ass, Doomsday will be dating yeah, Chloe. You know what? Like yeah, let's, let's let let's make that John's explanation. Let's bring in British people for these villains. Let's make Mixus Pitalik a British person for you know for. I mean, everybody knows the show only has like like four years possible max anyway because after he graduates high school, he becomes Superman. That's right. I mean, he maybe he could go off to college for a couple of years because I think in the post-crisis universe he did get a four-year degree in two or three years, so he could do that. But that's really as far as you can take the show. After that, he has to be Superman. Pre crisis, he went to Metropolis University. Uh, he went there post crisis too, but yeah, he met Laurie Lamaris there. Right, but, right. Um, what do you think of that whole theory about Chloe becoming like Lois Lane? Um, it might actual, have. A, a, actual theory from the early seasons, by the way. Yeah. No, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, they obviously have it. She has, she has a thing for him, um, and she's a journalist. So right. like, I don't know. I don't know why they would change her name like that, but. <laughs> Maybe well, she's with, blonde, bubbly, and not abrasive. So, well, it's 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 her evolution too. But, um, so Lana and Pete, you think they're going to end up together because of the comics? Well, obviously. I mean, this this show can't not follow continuity. I mean, they kind of they have him in Smallville. He knows Lana. I mean, he knows Lex, and that's already wrong. Cause everyone... Well, I mean, I, I really don't think they're going to go that direction because then they'd have to make Pete president, and I mean, he can't be president because he's black. We've never had a black. <laughs> okay. We've never had a black president. We're doing it. 2002. Uh, well, no, 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 no. <laughs> Pete. Yeah, Pete. Well, Pete's Clark's best friend, so I mean, obviously they're gonna have to do something. You know, give him some big stuff to do. Otherwise, you yeah, know, they're, they're not they're not gonna write him off because of yeah. Him. There, there's no reason to have him on the show otherwise. <laughs> it's not. It's not like the actor is in any trouble. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So you you ever think they're gonna like bring in more characters from the show? Because I mean, we have the Kents, Clark, Lex, and uh, Lana. I know. gonna be. I think second season is gonna be his adventures in the future with the Legion. Oh, you stole my answer. Yeah, like because it's a Superboy show. Yeah. Okay. How are you gonna have the Legion's gonna be on Smallville? Are you kidding? No. I think. Oh yeah. There's that. There's that new guy that, that DC has writing comics. He's only been doing it for like a few months now, but I think he'd be really, really good with a, a, a Legion script. What's his name? Like. Was Jeff, it Jim Johns? Jeff. Je- yeah, Johns. That's his name. Yeah. He. He did. He. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, he. He's been on Flash, so I don't. But I think that what's what's gonna be really cool is that you know you'll have great characters like Brainiac Five. You'll have Matter Eater Lad. You'll have. Um, Karate Kid. Can you uh, imagine Matter Eater? Why do you like, think that all these people are going to be on Smallville? It's not that type of show. I mean, Matt you will soon be. Uh, he's going to stick that like metal rod in his mouth to eat it, and he's going to do the total like you know lick the end of it thing. That's what she said. Okay, you're going to see Green Arrow and Flash on the show before you're going to see the Legion. Okay. Oh come on, man! Now you're just being cynical. 
Yeah. The, he can't really meet the Green Arrow in Flash because he's Superboy. He's Barry. Yeah, because like, well, when, when he meets Barry, Barry is already an adult. So he would have to like, meet Barry as a teenager. But Barry has always been an adult as a Flash, so that's kind of rough. And Ollie, um, yeah, it, it would just be hard. For, like, you can't really justify it. That, that, that would be like meeting um, like one of the Teen Titans. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have having Teen Titans. Okay, well, what kind of show? Have you seen the show? Like, do you know what it is? It's like him at the farm and him at the school, and then like some random villain that means nothing. It's you're not you're not gonna see these characters. It's they can't get they, <laughs> they and if they did it, they'd probably do it stupid anyway. Like like okay, like hypothetically, if they would bring Doomsday on, <coughs> like you know, what are they gonna do? Make him like a whole something, and you know. Well, I mean, like, the, well, he has to be a monster. It's not that they're going to give him a secret identity or some crap, so... I think whenever they do bring Doomsday on, they should just, like, leave him in the shadows, sort of, you know, dark and mysterious, not really very clear, kind of like Galactus in the Fantastic Four movie that hasn't been made yet. They should bring Jimmy on. The, but, like, Jim, Jimmy Jimmy would have to be, you know, obviously, because Clark's a teenager, Jimmy would probably be, like, you know, a young boy or something. Maybe that's who Chloe is. Maybe Chloe is a, just a Jimmy. No, you know what? <laughs> young, young Jimmy, like you know, eight-year-old Jimmy, he should totally have a crush on Chloe, and Chloe should be kind of amused by it. Like, <laughs> you know, Jimmy and Chloe, that would be funny. What about Lana? I mean, like after uh, you, you, you can't have Lois in the show, obviously. But Lana, are they going to well, do the? Yeah, because they don't meet until the Daily Planet. <laughs> well, unless unless she is Chloe. Lana turned out to be Chloe. Chloe, well, Chloe turned out to be to... Lois. Chloe's going to have to be, like, change her name to Lois, or they're going to have to kill Chloe off in some big, you know, crisis-type event, because there is no Chloe in Superman's reality, so... I mean, maybe she'll, like, you know, end up being Doctor Fate or something and merging with Hawkman's reincarnation or something like that's, that. That's, that's, that's the biggest bull stuff idea I've ever heard in my life. I mean, you, why would you make a creative character no one's ever cared about Doctor Fate? I mean, come on, John! What's wrong with you? Oh, yeah, Dr. Fate, yeah. They can't even get, like, you know... <laughs> they can't even get, like, some of these other legacy characters. You think that they're going to have Dr. Fate? Okay, yeah. Yeah, they're going to have Dr. Fate, and he's going to team up with Stargirl and Hawkman, and Hawkman's going to fight Deathstroke. <laughs> okay. You know, if I were going to put Deathstroke on TV, I think that they should totally get the guy from Battlestar Galactica because he's already had experience with an eye patch. So they should put him as Deathstroke on the um, Smallville show. Is that really the guy? I'm looking up what Spider-Man looks yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. The guy from the guy from Smallville who plays Deathstroke was on Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> I really didn't he loses his eye in one of the seasons. I thought it was hilarious how he was caught in the explosion. They're like, oh, all he needs is an eye patch. Now, which is fun. I'm, 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 I'm trying to look up what Spider-Man books were out this month just to complete the gag, but... We actually did this. Um, I think we have ourselves another. Uh, uh, May's finding out who Peter is around this time. It looks like, or like, had just found out. It was around the uh, death of the family. Yeah. I, I I definitely remember that. So, um, how do you think JMS's run is going? <laughs> I, I really enjoy it. One of the most. It'll obviously be one of the most beloved runs of Everland. Yeah, I I mean I don't know how long he's gonna be on, but I hope he ends his run with a bang. Something that's going to have the fans talking for years. That would be awesome. What would no like? Because JMS, like he's building up to something big, and when his run ends, it should be a story that would that should have major ramification for years to come. Something that like 
on message boards, when Spider-Man fans talk about a current story, like, the discussion will eventually devolve into, like, JMS's last story, because it was that, like, groundbreaking. I don't know, man. I, I don't think that's possible anymore. All the stories have been told. Uh, I think JMS could it's do like, it. It's like, I mean, in all, I mean, like, it's, it's not like, well, that's true. I mean, it's, it's not like it can get any worse. I mean, we've been through the reboot and everything. I, I think JMS can only go higher. That that stuff is over, but um, I mean, if John Ramita can't, you know, stay on it, um, I like Casada. I mean, even though he was late, I like Casada, you know, in his run on Daredevil, which I'm checking to make sure that that actually happened at this point. I think it did. Yes, it did, because that was at the same time as reboots. Yeah, because uh, okay, so they hit this movie hit May second of two thousand two, mm-hmm. and comic books hit the day before on May first, and. Never mind, there were no Spider-Man titles. Spider-Girl 47, Ultimate Spider-Man 22. Oh, Spider-Girl, that series is going to run forever. Ultimate's number four. <laughs> Ultimate X-Men 17. <coughs> Ultimate Spider-Man 22, what was that? Now I can find out which uh, issue of Norman Osborn's story had already been done by this point. Axel Alonso is, uh, you know, the current editor for Peter Parker, Spider-Man. He's, um... It's a good editor. He'll stay there forever. Yeah. Okay, so the uh, Norman, o- the Green Goblin story where he threw Mary Jane off the bridge, that story was in the process of running right now. So, so it, could, it could not have been known when they were making the film, but it was being told to tie into the hype from the film. It had just started up, actually. The, the, <laughs> the day before the film hit, the first epi- the first issue of the Dr. Doctor Doctor. Uh, Green Goblin legacy story had started, so there you go. You you really want to say Doctor Who, didn't you? Okay, I so why? Yeah. <laughs> Peter and Mary Jane have kind of been apart for a while now. Uh, do you think JMS is going to get around to bringing them back together? Uh, if I were picking up Spider Man, that's the first thing I would do. I mean, that's what the fans want. I mean, like the fans, the last thing they would want is from them to like permanently be gone. I mean, um, take your time with it, make it organic, but make it happen. Well, I mean, we're not that far away from issue 50, and I'm sure that he's saving, you know, something special for there, and I really hope it's Mary Jane Because if Spider-Man and Mary Jane, like, you know, aren't together, I'm going to throw myself off the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> what was Spider-Man Tangled Web number 13? Oh, that was, um, I remember that. Oh. That was the last Spider-Man book to hit stands before the movie came out. Is that the one with the Kingpin? I'm looking at it right now on Spider-Fan. It's, uh... Oh, it's a Ron Zimmerman one. Oh. oh, that's the one where, like, Osborne's in the bar. And he's like, I killed his girlfriend right in front of him. And it was a blast. Oh, yeah. Double shots. Yep. 